This is Fanspeak, a weekly live show where the fans of comics and its community are our guests. Welcome to the show, everybody. We got a great one for you today. My name is Chester C. Busby III, and we got some interesting thing here, things to talk about here today. We got a lot of guests, as you can see. We got a full boat up here, uh, and of course, we're going to get to our special guest, Mike Barron, very shortly. But first, we have to do all of our uh, maintenance and upkeep for Fanspeak uh, Facebook page that we do here on uh, YouTube. Uh, so let's get right into that. First thing, uh, over this next week, you're going to see some changes, everyone. Uh, we're going to be changing this channel. Now, it's actually not going to do anything particularly to the channel, but uh, as we had that vote several weeks ago to change uh, Chester Busby into the fandom zone, so the way I'm going about that is by turning the channel into a brand. Now, what that does is it allows us to actually have other contributors put videos onto the channel and share uh so what we're looking at doing is start talking to some of these smaller fan uh fan youtube channels uh to come together and and post their stuff uh together of course it doesn't take away their channel but it allows them to add stuff here uh, and it creates kind of like a network and also a place where you can see some of the smaller creators and be able to go over and uh, uh, interact with their their channels as well uh so we're going to be doing that in this week so you're going to see this channel change from chester busby to the fandom zones now everything should go very smoothly I've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes to make sure it does that. Uh, but uh, occasionally when these things do shift over, some subs do get dropped. So please make sure you come over and uh, uh, check out the channel and make sure that you're still sub when that shift happens this week. Uh, it should be fine, like I said, but just in case. Uh, please check it because we certainly want to keep you all on board and uh, we don't want anyone to get uh, uh, dropped off there. But we'll make announcements when that happens uh, directly. But it's a really exciting thing because not only uh, are we doing that update uh, for the channel itself, changing the name over to the one that everyone voted for, uh, we're also going to be this week... Uh, we're going to be switching over and start using stream labs for some of the some of our streams this week and we'll do some testing and stuff uh but uh we're going to start using that which is the, the good thing about stream labs is it lets us do a lot more uh as you see in here when we started up i came out and i started chatting with you and just saying uh our uh, normal introduction here for fanspeak uh but i'll actually be able to run videos and sound and clips and lower thirds and all those kind of cool things you see on channels uh we're going to be able to start doing that here this week so that's uh that's very exciting as well uh, of course, our other news uh, that we've been uh, pushing all week and we're going to be pushing all this month is our art contest. Now, we're doing an art contest, and the winner of this contest is going to get a, uh, is going to be in a full-page ad for Fanspeak in Alterna Comics. It's very, very exciting. So the winner of this uh, contest is actually going to have uh, their art in a comic book. And, of course, the contest is this. We want a logo and a mascot for Fanspeak. Uh, so get out there, get your pens down, get stuff uh, uh, put together, and throw them over on the Fanspeak Facebook page. Janelle has a special post there that you can interact with. Uh, that link's just down below, by the way. You can find it there and go over and uh, start doing that. I've uh, been talking to a bunch of people, and there's some stuff coming, so it's going to be really cool. And we're going to have the vote on that on our special Halloween show. Uh, the Halloween show, we're going to be doing a couple things. Uh, we're going to be, of course, making a decision and, and voting for the uh, Fanspeak uh, logo and mascot for that contest but we're also going to be doing the comics titans fundraiser now we actually have the person who's running that on here with us so uh how you doing today pope you want to talk to us a little bit about the the fundraiser you got going on uh yeah i mean i'm doing really great uh we we just got 50 dollars donated friday 
Um, we're so close to 300. Once we get to 300, we're going to do uh, physical copies. Uh, in total, we've sent out 10 books to people. And just yesterday, I got um, the Gary Shipman uh, raffle prize. Oh, that's nice. Which includes, yeah, I know this is a beautiful, beautiful Iron Man. It includes Iron Man and Spider-Man. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah. I love that Spider-Man of his. But yeah, uh, we have more raffle prices right now than we do um, donators. So, uh, you know, it's set up to kind of help everybody involved, uh, creators, creators, consumers, and the people that donate. So all so tickets are three for five, or, or one for three or two for five. Uh, definitely go check it out. You know, we we're, all the money goes back into helping the community. Uh, you know, it's just it's just a great concept we have, and you know, I'm I'm really thankful that we've been able to help people. So that's really all you got to say right now. Okay, cool. No, and uh, we might actually talk about that a little bit later in the show in a little bit more depth. But uh, yeah. it is. Uh, it's a great idea. It's a raffle, which are always fun and some cool prizes. So certainly go over to Comics Titans Fundraiser Facebook page. And uh, our, our moderator over here, uh, uh, DeBeowulf, is going to take care of that and put a link up for us. Uh, moving on with the rest of our uh, uh, news we have here going on at Fanspeak, uh, just keep in mind that uh, uh, we had the drawn and quartered uh, uh, fan edition on this channel uh, last week. Uh, next week, it's uh, being scheduled. Where's go? We we're not exactly sure, but we'll probably be able to uh, announce that on Bugbear's Basement. Uh, but uh, definitely keep up with those. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, Booster. What? I was just saying that uh, that that uh, last drawn and quarter went really well for me. I thought it did very well. Oh, you, you're level. You are certainly leveling up, sir. Yes, you are. Absolutely. And, uh, those shows are great. Of course, the Pro one, uh, which Mike is doing, and of course, the Fan Edition when the Pixel is running. Uh, those are a lot of fun. So just keep up with those and enjoy those. Uh, those are really cool. Uh, also, just uh, once again announce, we are doing uh, a, a podcast, uh, uh, particularly of our interviews with uh, uh, guests, and we're putting those up on Anchor. Now, the good thing about Anchor is it is connected to everything else. So if you were watching podcasts on any other channel, on iTunes or podcast or Stitcher or whatever it is, you can find it by either searching Chester Busby or Fanspeak. And you will find some of those on, you can list them in your car or, or uh, if when you're doing your workout or whatever it is you're doing. Uh, the podcast is a really handy thing. And that's uh, was a great idea by Pixel, which Pixel, of course, has many uh, great ideas. Uh, uh, he's really a uh, major asset for this community. <clears throat> also, uh, just to uh, to remind you that uh, on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, is our Bugbear's Basement. And this week we have a new structure and some new ideas coming out. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So please make sure to come over there and uh, join us and enjoy that. Well, now that's enough for the news. Let's move on and let's see who we got down here with us. So let's start over here with our resident Kiwi and pie expert, Booster. Hello there. I am Booster. It's true. You I are just Booster. Keep, they keep inviting me. I just keep showing up. We're happy you do, man. Uh, we also have our intrepid reporter, Dinelli. How you doing today, sir? Hey, gang. Aloha. Let's make this a good one. And we have uh, another uh, new fan guest with us. First time here. Uh, say hello, Nerd Wonder. How are you doing today? Okay. Nerd is having a little mic issues earlier, so we'll, we'll come back. <laughs> yeah, sir. All right. So, uh, of course, we also have the amazing Pope Fire, who we've already uh, seen. But uh, say hello to the folks. Hi, Pope. 
<laughs> Hi. Uh, no more popes, please. There's there's too yes. many popping up now. We, we are getting a lot of popes. Uh, I you, might uh, have to. You trying to say no more popes has just made sure that there are going to be so many more popes. I hope you realize. I guess that. that's true. You've you've guaranteed that, I'm sure. Uh, and of course, uh, I might just have to make a pope bugbear and just just solve the situation uh then of course we also have uh uh the, everyone knows him the dnc's uh, uh admin on his facebook channel uh, we have mr doom hello sir hello pleasure to be here all right uh, and of course we have the mighty wrench of ethan van skyver mr thundaro i'm gonna need you to start calling me by my new name it's now pope thunder uh that is official <laughs> Uh, ben, uh, it has started. It has begun. It has Kick begun. Him. Hello, everybody. Kick oh, him. God. I, I hate all of you right now. <laughs> we're we're going to see Ethan stream and have everybody call themselves popes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, also, of, of course, he's uh, sitting up here with us to help us out. Uh, but down in the chat is our very own Mighty Wrench, Beowulf. And Beowulf will be interacting with you, putting up links and things like that. And uh, he will uh, take any of the questions you have uh, that we may miss or, or not see. And he'll come back up here and uh, tell us about them so we can make sure to keep you guys involved. And don't be afraid to ask questions, right? And the last thing we do, uh, we want to mention is don't be afraid to come up here with us. We want new guests all the time, guys. Uh, so go to that FanSpeak Facebook page. Go down there and say, put me on the show, and we will. All right? Uh, now, of course, we want to introduce our other new guests we have today. We have Mr. Mike Barron. How are you doing today, sir? Good. All right. Well, we're really uh, happy to have you here. We're getting to chat with you real quick. Uh, but first, we want to hear from our chairman, Mr. DeWolf. How are you doing today, sir? Doing good, doing good. Um, actually, I would prefer if you called me Grand Moff of Quasar. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> I apparently found out I was muted. You were. You figured it out. Oh, so, so Pope did that. Thank you very much for for being a gremlin here, Pope. Thank you very much. I, I didn't. I didn't mute her. I just well, laughed okay, Boos you. Booster blamed you, so we're gonna we're gonna go with that. Listen <laughs> and believe. Listen and believe. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, uh, Nerd Wonder. Say hello to the folks. Oh, uh, hi. There you go. Nothing <laughs> big. You want me to tell stuff? Okay, you want me to? Uh, no, something? no. We'll get to that later. Oh we just wanted goodness. to say hi. <laughs> it's good enough. It's good enough. It's all right. All right. <laughs> All right, go ahead, DeWolf. Uh, give us your address, sir. Yes. Well, for today, I thought a, a good topic for us would be engagement. Here we are uh, once again doing fans speak. And this movement, as with any movement that we often call community, is very special to us. We've, we've uh, grown together, like we've said before, over several months' time. And it all came about because we wanted to do so. You hear it oftentimes where said about a hobby that you get out of it as much as you put in. This is exactly the case. I, for one, don't necessarily feel you know, completely 100% today. I was, I was talking about that. I'm not sure if it's allergies or, or a bug that got a hold of me, but I knew that I wanted to be here not just for you guys, because we all help each other. We all come together. Everything that we give makes this bigger. And as this becomes bigger, I, of course, get something out of it as well. 
uh, Denali was talking about just the other day about how he looks forward to the times when we get to share all, all of these things. And that's important. That engagement is also important, not just for us, the fans, and as we link together and have more fun, but also the creators. The creators, when they engage, they are building up not just that community and that family that we have seen. They also gain fans. They gain fans. They, began, they gain a, a nice, good, paying public. And that's that's important. You know, that's their livelihood. And so in to continue um, that uh, creators, artists, writers engage is the important part. We know that many of you are engaging on YouTube. We ask you to continue to engage us on, on Twitter and become more involved with us because the more you are involved with us, the more we're involved with you and the more we continue to grow, uh, your fandom grows. Your lucrative lifestyle continues to grow as well. And that's what this is all about is us having fun, you having fun, you having uh, the ability to continue what you're doing because we want you to do it. So all of us continue to engage as much as you can. You'll get out of it as much as, as, much as you put in, if not even more as this continues to grow into a gigantic comics revival. And thank you. But that's just what I'm saying. What are the fans saying? Welcome to Fanspeak. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. All right. Now, we're going to go ahead, guys, and we're going to jump right into talking to our special guest today. So, uh, Mr. Mike Barron, you are up, sir. All right. How are you? All right. How are you feeling today? Good. Yeah. it's. Uh, I'm over here on the other side of the world in Japan. Uh, I'm really? Here somewhere over. Oh, yes, sir. What time uh, is it? Is, it is 9, uh, 13 in the morning for me, and wow. I've been up since 6, so. Oh, do you wake up that early? That's that's insane. Yes, I wake up that early every day. You know why, Booster? Because, you know, I'm professional. No, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, uh, we're here. To, uh, we're going to talk to you about your uh, your career and the books and things you do. And uh, everyone here has a question ready for you. Uh, but before we get into asking you questions, uh, you have a statement you want to make to everyone? You want to tell, uh, tell us, uh, you know, whatever you want. Just go ahead and talk to us for a little bit before we jump into questions. Uh, well, for those who don't know, I broke into comics with Nexus, which I created with the artist Steve Rude. And in fact, we're still working on it. Uh, that's been over 35 years. Dark Horse will publish a raft load of new Nexus material next year. I wrote Punisher for Marvel, uh, Dead Man and The Flash for DC, Star Wars for Dark Horse. But uh, in comics, I'm most known for my own creations, Nexus and Badger. About 10 years ago, I started writing novels. Uh, and that's where most of my energy goes these days, although I'm working on a raft of new comic book projects, which uh, I hope we'll get to. Uh, well, yes, please tell us all the secrets and everything that your publisher would be very upset with you saying, please. <laughs> well, uh, the one I can talk about now is Offworlder, which is coming next year from Cautionary Comics. Uh, I've been posting, yeah, I've been posting some art uh, for it on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, I'm working with a, a Spanish artist named Jordi Armengo. It's just incredible. Uh, if you remember when uh, Barry Smith hit his stride on Conan the Barbarian, uh, his art reminds me of that. Uh, and uh, we're also planning to launch a, uh, a graphic novel version of my novel, Sons of Bitches, uh, which is the fourth in the Josh Pratt series. Sons of Bitches is about a young woman who puts out a Muhammad comic uh, and then has to hire Josh to protect her. 
uh, it's uh, only Liberty Island would publish that novel. <laughs> well, I do have some of those uh, books that you just mentioned. I'll, I'll throw them up on the screen now. Uh, that's uh, one you just mentioned here in the middle. Uh, and uh, that series is up to four, I believe. Yes, and there will be two out shortly. I have animals all over me. <laughs> Thank you, nerd. That was very helpful, nerd. Thank you. <laughs> they're everywhere. They're staring at me. I don't know what they want. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, that is Nerd Wonder, and we will certainly be talking to her in more depth later, everyone. Uh, animals. We'll ask her all about the animals, right. but... Yes. Uh, but OK, so uh, I see these three books that I you know, that you have, I have up on screen right now. Uh, these are the Bad Road, uh, Bad Road uh, Rising Biker uh, by Mike Barron. Uh, Mike Barron. You have the other two here. And there's uh, another one here as well that's uh, called uh, Not Fade Away. And then there's this other one here, Banshees. Uh, what is that? Tell us a little bit about that book. Banshees is about a satanic rock band that comes back from the dead. It's a big, sprawling horror novel. Uh -huh. uh, uh, and my most ambitious and longest book to date. Uh, didn't Kiss already do that? Pardon? Oh. <laughs> a Kiss didn't do that? I've. Oh, no, that's right. It wasn't a comic. This is a book, actually. You talk about a book. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, go, okay. go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. Barron. Well, that's it. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, I, I'm looking at the cover over here. This is the one on the uh, uh, right-hand side, guys. And uh, I, of course, am a, a child of the uh, 70s and 80s, so I am a major heavy metal fan. And uh, I can definitely see we have some uh, Metallica feel and uh, maybe even a little bit of Ozzy Osbourne feel here on this cover. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah, and it's perfect timing, seeing as it's October, huh? Well, uh, I published the book uh, three years ago. Uh, but it was inspired by the heavy metal bands and satanic lyrics. I've always felt that that was rich material for a horror novel. Uh, and I was able to gather it all together and, and put it into this novel. Uh, and uh, one thing I can guarantee you is if you start reading it, you won't be able to put it down. Yeah, that's and there's the key, right? Yeah. Uh, now you've been uh, you're doing no, a bunch of novels here. Now, are you? Uh, uh, you, you said you're getting back into comics, though. So, what is the gap between comics and and uh, book and comics coming back to comics? I mean, uh, how many years you've been writing books now? I've started writing novels about ten years ago, uh, and the first one that was published was Helmet Head, which is about Nazi biker zombies. Say no more, right? Uh, that was yeah. published by uh, 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 Word Fire Press, which is Kevin J. Anderson's outfit. And Kevin J. Anderson is the well-known science fiction writer. He writes the Dune sequels and his own yes, books. Sir. And Kevin is one of my two major publishers. He also published Banshees, uh, which got a starred review in Publishers Weekly, uh, uh, which is hard to do, especially when you're a nobody. I just submitted that over the transom like a thousand other writers do every day. Uh, and I was lucky enough to, for them to to choose that. Uh, in fact, I'll I'll send you the link now because I'm so proud of that. Oh, uh, please do. We'll put it up. Yeah, you can uh, drop it right here in the chat if you like. In yeah, our chat, in yeah. the Hangout chat. Yeah, I will try to do that. Then you'll have to promulgate it. I'm not too tech wise. It's a miracle I'm talking to you now. <laughs> well, you know, we are known by the younger generation as boomers for some reason, even though technically our parents are boomers. Uh -huh. uh, but uh, 
they call us boomers because we don't understand tech. Where of course they they don't understand that. Yes, we do understand tech. We're the ones who built the tech. But anyway, yeah. not me, Hoss. I didn't build no tech. I still have a flip phone. Sound a little Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's that link. I'll go ahead and get that up. Uh, so, uh, but you are getting in. You said you have several new projects coming up. The one you could, uh, uh, the one you mentioned. But uh, how many other projects that are in the works that you you know you can't talk about? Well, I could talk about them all, but I don't like to uh, to blow the whistle too soon because none of these are going to start until next year. Uh, I have to uh, crowdfund or go outside normal channels to do any comics these days. Uh, and, and one of the reasons is that, that these projects are dear to me, but not necessarily dear to anyone else until they read them. Uh, but I, I, it's not for lack of trying. Uh, I, uh, we're going to crowdfund a new Badger next year. It's a graphic novel. Yes. Uh, I'm very excited about it. I have a terrific new artist. I don't have anything to show you from him right now, but I do have material from my artist, uh, let me let me get some of this uh, uh, off-worlder art for you. Oh, please, please do. And I, of course, I put up that link you put on the screen that's uh, up right now for everyone to look out as uh, look at. It's talking about banshees, and uh, it's got some other information there. It looks really good. Um, now, I know uh, we got a bunch of other guests in here, and we want to start asking questions and just you know have it uh, interact and flow like that. But uh, uh, why don't we go ahead and start with? Uh, Pope Fire, because her question is always the same. So, you know. Uh, all right. Go ahead, Pope. Ask your question. All right. My question, and this one's uh, this one was uh, one that I thought about for a solid week. This, uh, uh, this question's a trap. Hey, this is this is my my question time. <laughs> um, my question is, who is your favorite Teen Titan? Because I know you've worked on some Teen Titan books. Oh, I've never worked on Teen Titan. Uh, uh, didn't yeah. you do Spotlight, the Hawk and Dove one? Uh, oh, yes, I did, Hawk and Dove. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been such a long time. I, are they in the Teen Titans? They, they may be now. They, you they, know. Were in spot, they, were, they were in the original ones, and then they yes. were in a handful of the new Teen Titans books. Well, since those are the only ones I'm familiar with, they must be my favorites. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, that was right, an easy, easy answer. It is. Now, do you, uh, here's a little bit of that art that you, uh, you sent over so everybody can take a look at that. Yeah, that's very nice, very clean. Oh, awesome. Now, of course, it is. And then, uh, uh, who is this artist? Jordy Armengol. Jordy yeah. Armengol. Yeah, I sent you the cover too on Facebook. Oh, yes, sir. I'm, uh, I am on it. Yeah, show that. It's actually been recolored, but I'm not ashamed to have that appear. I mean that that shows you, yeah. There it is. That shows you uh, what kind of artist he is. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Has wow. anybody uh, ever heard of this artist before? He is really good. No, and and you know Marvel had a big uh, presence there a couple weeks ago for a big comic convention in Spain, and Jordy submitted his portfolio for review, and they didn't choose him. Hmm. Well, you know. Marvel has some very unfortunately odd things going on with them right now, uh, which kind of comes into what you mentioned. Uh, you're you're, you're saying yourself you're going to have to go to alternate uh, uh, options to get your Badger back on. Uh, and I'm assuming you're talking about Indiegogo. Um, yes. 
Now, what what is keeping you from being able to get into the uh, uh, one of the bigger publishers? Uh, I mean, we know what's happening in some of the people like Ethan and Mitch and stuff like that. But what? Uh, how is this affecting you, sir? Well, uh, uh, it it affects me to, that I would like to do more work for them because of the money, and I have submitted proposal after proposal to Marvel over the years, uh, and occasionally I get a reply, but mostly I don't. Uh, when I submit to DC, Dan DiDio uh, always replies, and, and I appreciate that. Uh, there are a number of things working against me. One is I'm old, uh, and comics okay. is perceived to be a young person's game, uh, but whenever I pick up a new comic and read it, I, I wonder where my money went. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to sound like a, a, a curmudgeon, but one of the things I'm happy with is, is my writing these days is I'm not the same writer uh, that I was. Uh, and I think that my work uh, speaks for itself. Uh, but aside from that, uh, you know, I'm not going to give up on comics. I love comics. And we're all confused and, and a little uh, apprehensive about what the future of comics is because nobody knows. It's changing so rapidly, and there are so many problems facing comics today, uh, not the least of which is the rise of video games, uh, mm. because, uh, uh, frankly, a, a $4 comic can't compete in bang for the buck to any good modern video game. I've seen them played, and I've read the modern comics, and, and the video games are simply more engrossing and more entertaining. And the first rule of, of writers or any entertainer is to entertain. That's your number one job is to entertain. Uh, And uh, a lot of these comics that are coming out aren't entertaining. No, they are not. Absolutely not. And that's a, that's the big thing that's upset so many people. And of course uh, the problem is that there are, uh, blaming us for other things that we don't like, which is what has caused this rift. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, um, uh, it, you do understand. You drop Badger and other things like that in this community on Indiegogo, you are going to get support. A lot of us would be really excited to see some more Badger. I certainly enjoyed that myself when it when, when I was younger. Uh, well, I love the Badger you. series. The yes. uh, new story is about he uh, in he joins the Iditarod, which is the great Alaskan dog sled race. From Fairbanks to Nome, and there's also a giant cockroach. <laughs> uh, Booster loves cockroaches. <laughs> oh. so, Booster, the worst. Worst. they so are the worst. Ugly, they just scattered everywhere. So, Booster, to... I'm sure you have a question ready for uh, Mike here. Why don't you go ahead and ask him, man? Yeah, of course. Uh, so, what made you want to join Comicsgate, and when did you? When was the first time you started realizing things in the industry were just going crazy? Uh, I have not joined Comics Gate. Oh, oh, my apologies. Well, that's all right. No, (laughs) don't worry about it. Let me explain. I have to go. The dog is staring at me, and she demands blood. And also, Uh, give her some blood. Okay. uh, Stay off the drugs, kids. Yes. I didn't know she was going to do this. All right. Let's go back to Comics Gate. That's a term that was invented by leftists and forced upon everyone with whom they don't agree, which is most people. Uh, it's not a term I embrace. I'm conservative. I've never made any bones about it. Uh, I, and if I've ended up in a camp with Ethan Van Skyver and Chuck Dixon, uh, it's through no conscious choice of my own, although I welcome them. Uh, they're good people. Uh, and it's uh, and we should not be subject to scurrilous rumors 
or accusations that are not backed up by anything other than the perception of this online mob that we're conservative. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Here at Fanspeak, oh, go ahead. You're probably going to say what I was going to say anyway, DeWolf. Go ahead. DeWolf? That this was I can't a, add too much more. I can't. Yeah. Go, go ahead. No, we, tef- we definitely agree about this. Yes, uh, we do. We don't like Comicsgate, the, the name Comicsgate either. I'm just kind of impressed at myself, but you know. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's it's not what we are. We're simple. Well, the way I look at it is we are comic book fans. And uh, then there's another group who decides to attack everyone who simply says, well, you know, I don't really like the politics you put in my comic. I don't like the way you've changed my character. Why don't you make something new? And then as soon as you just make this simple critique, uh, they are coming down and calling you every nasty, incredibly just vicious thing they can think of just simply because you had an opinion. Uh, So the way I look at it is... You know, those crazy people who unfortunately have their claws dug in deep to the industry, and then the rest of us who are just comic book fans. That's the way I look at it. Right. But, you know, uh, (laughs) thank you very much, Booster. Uh, Let's move on. Uh, We have Doom in here. Doom, I'm sure you got a question for Mr. Barron, so why don't you go ahead and throw that out? Yeah, I've heard Ethan Van Skyver mention a few times that he'd love to have you on as a guest. Um, Were you aware, and have you considered that? Well, I was on a guest once, and I probably will be again. The problem is that Ethan is a night creature, and I'm a day creature. Uh, in my ute, I never went to bed before 2 o'clock in the morning, but now uh, I go to bed like 9 o'clock at night. And uh, that's often the time that Ethan is is, is on. Uh, so I'm talking to him now about doing his show a little earlier in the evening. It's much easier to do shows with West Coast people like Mike S. Miller because they're an yes. hour behind me. Let me just throw this out there. I'm doing a show with James D. Hudnall tomorrow night, uh, and it'll be on at 4 o'clock Mountain Time, uh, which is 5 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Eastern Time. God knows what it is in Japan. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I just go by Eastern and then back myself up uh, uh, a day or so. Um, uh, but uh, uh, So this is, uh, could you say the name of that person you're going to be uh, interviewing with again, please? James Hudnall. James Hudnall. That's a YouTube channel, sir? Yeah, H-U-D-N-A-L-L. James is, uh, uh, again, a, a, a prominent – well, he's a comic skater because he's on the list. You know, the communists are always making lists of their enemies. They are, yes. Are you on the list? <laughs> yeah, I'm on the list, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah, we were looking at that the other day. Like uh, so, uh, Beowulf, uh, could you please do us a favor and find that uh, YouTube and put that link up in the chat? Um, yeah, no, and uh, since I just asked uh, Beowulf to do something, I'll go ahead and ask his question, which he's typed up here. Uh, and he says, uh, the fans uh, are being introduced to you today, so the new fans that are being introduced to you today, uh, what one book or comic do you recommend that they read to first to understand you or be introduced to you, your work? Oh, probably Nexus, The Origin. All right. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about Nexus for those who don't know uh, know what it is? Well, it's a science fiction epic. We call it a space opera that takes place yeah. 500 years in the future. And uh, uh, Nexus, who's also known as Horatio Hellpop, is <laughs> a, re- a reluctant executioner of mass murderers. 
chosen by an insane alien to be the conscience of his race. But uh, that barely covers it. It's a huge sprawling world by now. One of the biggest worlds, one of the biggest worlds in science fiction ever created. Uh, there are over 12 hardbound volumes from Dark Horse. And as I said, uh, we're preparing a raft of new material that will come out next year. Uh, it's a big, sprawling saga that, that runs from uh, pathos to humor, often in the same issue. Uh, and, of course, my partner, Steve Root, is a well-known comic book artist who's drawn every major character. Awesome. Yes, no, I, I've certainly read uh, Nexus. I know Denali has certainly uh, knows quite a bit about uh, Nexus as well. Uh, mm -hmm. They're good stuff. I enjoyed all that Dark Horse stuff, especially back in the uh, 80s and uh, early 90s when they were really starting to kick off. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, let's go said, ahead and uh, go ahead. You said every character? Every character, yes. Really? It's kind of like the uh, guest we had last week, who's drawn literally almost everything. Uh, and you a few graphics. All right, certainly. And while you're doing that, I will go ahead and uh, I will let uh, Mr. Thundaro come on here, and I'm sure he's got a question for you as well. This guy keeps getting my name wrong. I'm telling you what. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my question is actually outside of uh, comics in general. My question is more along the lines of um, we're in a very uh, interesting time right now, very censorious part of the country or part of the politi political landscape as in, seems to be in power in places where they can censor everything. And this has happened before, not as bad as it is now, but it's happened before. And I was just wondering, you've been around a while, you're you know, a veteran. Um, I was wondering what you think. When do you think this is going to turn around or if it's going to turn around? Where do you think this is all going with the way the state of politics and even now it's infecting culture? They're trying to censor things left and right. Well, I really don't have a very optimistic view of the future, uh, even though normal people greatly outnumber the insane left. They control all branches of communication, uh, uh, journalism entertainment, uh, higher so-called academics. They control the school system. It's not just higher academics, it's the entire school system. And of course they go into politics. And uh, one reason they dominate in these fields is they can't really uh, make anything with their hands. They can't create wealth, mm -hmm. uh, but, they're, but they're good with words. They're very glib. In fact, uh, their most outstanding characteristic is uh, uh, propaganda. Uh, now, it's not always propaganda because there are many great creators who are very liberal, who've uh, created great entertainment, and I enjoy their work very much. Uh, but, it, but it used to be it wasn't so heavy-handed, uh, but now it seems that the left has just gone insane. Uh, if they can't be in power, they're going to burn it all down, and, and I'm afraid that they won't, uh, they don't respect the law, uh, their motto is by any means necessary, and I do believe we're we're headed for a civil war. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would have to agree, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gotten uh it's gotten way out beyond itself. And uh, uh and it, it's just insanity. Go ahead, Pope. I um I have to go. I did bring my uh partner in crime here to kind of replace me, uh Eric. Okay. So I will. I'm sorry, guys. I have to pick up my little brother from his football game, but I will talk to oh, all no, you guys. No I thought I was the partner in crime. 
You're my sidekick. <laughs> Eric, Eric's the guy that uh, handles all the oh money. Oh my god. I see how easy <laughs> I am with Chris. No, it's all right. It's okay. It's okay, Boost. You, you, you just got put in the you just got put in the friend zone, man. It's all right. No, <laughs> Booster, Booster's my sidekick and my partner in crime and, and Eric's the guy that handles the finances. Brutal. All right, so uh, he's gonna what? take my spot. I'm sorry, I'm sorry for always having to leave early, just really busy on weekends. See you guys. No, that's okay. Bye bye. Well, uh, uh, absolutely. I think we all here agree with the statement you just made. Uh, it's uh, this is the problem that's going on. And uh, the pro uh, another thing I, I noticed there was this uh, article that came out the other day, and it was talking about uh, looking at the political demographics of America. And it, I don't know if you guys realize this, but all this noise and this trouble and everything that's going on, it's really coming out of like eight percent of the country. And it's really ridiculous to me that eight percent of the country is causing so much angst and trouble and and just a across the board uh, shifts in our day-to-day -day life that uh, it just it's unbelievable that such a small group would be allowed to have that kind of control you know well I don't know how small they are because they've been controlling education for 30 years and unfortunately they've created a whole segment of the population uh, and some people say it's up to 40 percent of Americans favor socialism oh really that's yeah. that's not good at all. Yeah, I think I was talking about the extremists, the uh, ones we would call progressives or SJW types. Uh, is that eight percent number? Uh, but yeah, no, it's not a good thing. It's not. It's not happy. What's happening uh, now? Uh, we did just have someone jump on here with us, and it is uh, Eric Ninotowski. Uh He is a, a absolutely fantastic artist, and he is the protege of uh, Mike S. Miller. Uh, have you ever uh, seen uh, uh, Eric's work, uh, Mr. Bear? Uh, Eric, are you drawing right now? Yes, he is, and I'll put him up I'm, on the screen. Yeah, I'm looking. I am. Him. Yes, yeah. I'm doing some grunge. Uh, I see it. Uh, that's not Booster Gold. That's not Booster Gold, no. Yeah, but uh, 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 <laughs> Eric is a uh, an incredible artist. Uh, he's on the weekly, um, almost every week, uh, there on the uh, Drone and Quarter on Mike's channel. We get to see his art come to life uh, consistently, and he is a really good artist. And uh, uh, just uh, we're sitting here talking with uh, Mr. Mike Barron, Eric, uh, and we're all asking oh. him questions and getting his insight and stuff like that. Would you like to ask him a question? Um, hmm, let me think about it. But, right. uh, I'll come back. Yeah. I'll come back to you then. No problem. All right, great. All right, well, then, uh, uh let me drop over here to uh, Denali. Uh, now, Denali, uh, I know you have a question for Mr. Barron, so uh, go ahead and ask him. Okay, um, so with um, Badger, I know that he dealt with mental health issues and dealing with us, uh, Asperger's. Um, did you have any ex life experience with that or how did you come up with that? Uh, because I know a lot of people who dealt with those issues, you know, really connected with the Badger uh, with those things. Badger suffers from multiple personality disorder, uh, which is an extreme disassociative state that in most cases is caused by severe childhood abuse. Uh, when I was creating Badger, I was reading the, the Minds of Billy Milligan by Daniel Keyes, oh. which was uh, uh, an in-depth study of a multiple personality. And I, I, I fell in love with the idea. And, and that's why Badger is a multiple personality. 
Okay. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, now uh, uh, you've developed that with uh, with Badger quite a bit. Uh, are you going to be, of course, continuing that in the new stuff that's coming out? Well, uh, the graphic novel I just completed does not deal with multiple personality issues, but the series we put out two years ago from First, The Battle of the Five Wizards, does. And if you've seen that, uh, you'll you'll know what I mean. I especially, saw the cover for it. Yeah, especially in the second issue. All right. Uh, well, uh, before I come over to DeWolf and let him ask his question, I'm going to come up back over here to the chat and uh, uh, see if they have some things to say and uh, uh, see what's going on here. Now, um, uh, we have so many popes. I, it, it's too many popes. This guys, like guys. <laughs> there's too many popes. There's no okay. Such, you're just saying just, words now. <laughs> just saying words now all right uh but anyway uh there is pope jiminy oh goodness gracious uh, uh chester we have a question from william reed it's, please go ahead yeah there are a few of us here who are creating our own comics are there any tips on script writing that would be beneficial to amateurs um well uh the first rule is to entertain so make sure your story is entertaining and the second rule is to show, don't tell. And now that, that sounds simple, but, but it's not so simple in execution for some reason. And, and you know what I mean if you've ever seen a comic where an apple is falling on Sir Isaac Newton's head. And the caption says, an apple falls on Sir Isaac Newton's head. And Sir Isaac Newton says, an apple is falling on my head. So you can, <laughs> so you can see that. So uh, you don't need to state that in the picture. On the other hand, if, if uh, you try to write a wordless comic, it's like a 30-second read. You don't want that. So uh, you want to uh, create scenes that are compelling. My whole thing in writing fiction is to grab the reader by the throat so that he becomes so involved in the story that he forgets his surroundings. Well, how do you do that? Uh, there are so many elements that go into that. One is you create a fascinating protagonist that the readers care about. If they don't care about the protagonist, they're not going to follow the story for long. Well, how do you make him fascinating? He can say witty things. Uh, he can help widows and puppies. Uh, that's one way to make him fascinating. Uh, and, but the, the third rule is to be original. Let's see, number one was entertain. Number two, show, don't tell. Number three, be original. When I say be original, that means give him a personality that's unique. Uh, and one trick I do is I always have my ears tuned to unusual use of the language. Uh, and when I hear a phrase that I've never heard before and I know what it means, especially if it's in a private context and, and just something that somebody says, I will write that down and I will save it. And uh, when the appropriate moment comes up, I'll use it. And, and that's how you get to use fresh language. Uh, uh, it's, it's okay to use words that you make up as long as you know what they mean. Uh, all those little verbal ticks that we carry with us, they can be the stuff of your comic. Uh, and also remember that a story depends on dynamics, and that's every trick you can pull to keep the reader on the edge of his seat so that he wants to know what happens next. And that, of course, is the essential question in all fiction, what happens next? And you want your reader baited for that, and that depends on suspense. And uh, by dynamics, I mean the hero is up, the hero is down, but the hero is never complacent. Because uh, if he's complacent and everything is all right in his world, there's not much to get him to get up off the sofa and, uh, and go out and, and uh, be a hero. 
Yeah. Awesome. That's great. I just wrote great most of that down. I'm uh, I'm coming back to that. That was really invaluable. That is advice. very cool. And yeah. speaking about dynamics, Mike, then would you say the current comics that are being issued don't have that dynamics that you're talking about? And that's why it feels hollow. Uh, and part of the issues is that's not as good as the writing that has come before. Well, uh, uh, as I say, I read very few modern comics, but I did buy Captain America number two by Tana Nahesi Coates because I was curious. Uh, and it was as, as flabby a piece of limp paper as you would ever want in your life. There was no there was no story. There was no characterization. <laughs> wow. There were no dynamics. The guy has no idea how to tell a story. And that to me is sad because uh, he was not chosen for his storytelling ability. And I suspect that applies to a lot of writers that Marvel is using. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. A lot, easy writers, yeah. a lot of writers all over entertainment, period. You go to, it's, it's amazing to me. You see things like movies, the production values are off the chart. They're unbelievable, but the scripts are horrible. It, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, best that's... the best special effect the, uh, for anything, comic or movies, good script. I will say that I've been enjoying Snagglepuss, Exit State yeah. Left, yeah. Uh, which is about a gay playwright in the 50s. Now, it's not my politics, but the writer is really good. He's very entertaining, and he, he references the times beautifully, and the art is very good, too. Yeah, no, I've seen – I love those, uh, those things they're doing over there with the uh... – uh, with the various uh, Hanna Barbera stuff, bringing it in, uh, the Elmer Fudd one was amazing. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah, that. Yeah, you should check that out. That was really good. I love what they're doing over with those things. That's really cool. Um, all right, uh, let me uh, uh, go back to chat here and get a couple of these uh, questions they have in. Uh, pope Jimmy, uh, which went to, well, Jiminy Cricket has changed himself. Now he's a pope. Wonderful. Uh, hit that like button. Let's crush those stupid dislikes. I don't know if you guys noticed, but we do have a lot of dislikes. Uh, every now and then, those SJWs like to come over here and just give us a hard time for no reason. I mean, we're a little channel, but they they focus on us. Mm -hmm. You know, they're very small-minded and simple, but oh well. But uh, certainly hit that like button, and don't forget to subscribe and help us grow. We're growing every day, and it's uh, really cool to see this community come up. Uh, we also have a, one here from uh, Dave, and Dave says, Mike did Punisher War Journal number 30 in Ghost Rider. Love that book. Oh, thank you. Yes. All right. Uh, can uh, I have a question here for Eric, actually, which I'll come back to that a little bit later. Uh, uh, and no, I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask. Uh, mm, okay, I will ask it. Uh, Primark Sanguinius wants to know, Mike, and I doubt you'll answer this, but uh, he th seems to think that Alan Moore is extremely overrated. What do you think? Um, well, uh, Alan Moore was an innovative writer, and a lot of his stuff is brilliant. A lot of his stuff is is, is not so good, uh, and I know that because I'm a big Alan Moore fan, and I've re read a lot of his material. Uh, and a couple of years ago, I bought a, a new ed edition of League of, of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and it wasn't so good. But on the other hand, he, he wrote The Watchmen uh, and uh, Killing Joke. Uh, so when he's hot, he's hot. I don't know of anything he's written recently that I've read, but I would be intrigued. You know, he's a guy that interests me, and, and I would yeah, check out too. a new Alan Moore book. All right. Well, uh, the rest stuff in here is just the Pope conversations that are always going on, and uh, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll move to uh, <clears throat> your question, DeWolf. I, I know you've been waiting, and I'm sure you got a good one. Go ahead, man. 
Oh, I don't, I don't mind waiting on, on someone who is able to give such a great interview to the other uh, writers and artists that are out there. I just got to say um, the bar is set high <laughs> with, with Mr. Barron. Um, what I'd like to know is first off, uh, Pope Thunder actually stole a little bit of, of my, my question. And so um, I, I thought that was, that was great subject matter. It actually lets me move on to this other uh, topic and that is concerning your line of work and and that is you've created a lot and and you've written in, in new characters right and so there's a lot of your work also and i i noticed on a list of your work included the atari force which going back to last tuesday was a was an amazing amazing concept but uh a lot of dc you know and, and a lot of other things that are established characters so what is the difference between, or do you have to do a lot of research or do you personally do research on some of these other characters that are established? And is, and is it easier to just go ahead, and obviously it is easier, to uh, create fresh? And what's the difference there? Well, I think if you're uh, hired to write an established character, it's, in, it's uh, incumbent upon you to know that character's history and to respect it. Uh, but, you know, when I was asked to take over The Flash, they told me, well, it's not Barry Allen anymore. It's Wally Wood, and you can do whatever you want. Uh, so I took him off in a, in a new direction. Uh, but it was it fit into the DC universe. Uh, and if I were to work on a modern character today uh, for one of the major companies, I would read those books. Uh, certainly the most recent run. I mean, you can't read all of Batman. Uh, but I want to know where he's at so that what I'm doing at least fits into the canon and doesn't come as a complete shock. Mm. Oh, yeah. So you make sure there's a continuity between past writer before adding your own spin to the character. Yeah, you got to respect continuity. That actually kind of brings something up for me. I live over here in Japan, and uh, my kids, of course, did spend some time in America living in Hawaii, but uh, they been pretty much grew up here in Japan, and, and therefore they're manga fans. They read manga. And uh, one of the things they never really understood about uh, Western comic books is how do you have a writer-artist create an idea, and then someone else takes it over? They don't understand the concept and uh, because that doesn't go on here in Japan. Uh, and I was wondering if you thought that um, – uh, having things like, say, Spider-Man, who's been going on since the 60s, being constantly being reintroduced by new writers and new artists, artists is this a good thing or, or is it a bad thing? Um, well, as I say, the writer's number one commandment is to entertain. And if you write an outstandingly entertaining comic, uh, uh, people will thank you for it. Uh, uh, as far as the continuity, you know, it's always a matter of degree. Uh, I haven't been reading Spider-Man in years, uh, but I've always had a, a, I've always enjoyed the character. And, uh, but when, if you're going to jump in today, I imagine you have to go back through six or seven different identities. Uh, uh, I don't know who Spider-Man is today, but again, if I were asked to write it, I would ask for the most recent run on it and to bring it, to bring me up to speed. I don't think you want to know who Spider-Man is today. It's not a good person. It's not a good place. Yeah, it's really bad what they've done with all those characters, which, uh, uh, you know, kind of continues into this question is, you know, when they're sitting here and just 
twisting and changing all these characters that are beloved and going on for so long. I mean, could you get a look at it, right? Uh, the Marvel Universe movie, you know, the movie studio has had incredible success over the past decade or so. Uh, they've made an incredible amount of money, a lot of fun movies. Uh, and But yet the comic books, uh, Marvel in particular, is very low. Uh, they're not selling a lot. And uh, I understand there could be other reasons for that. But I think one of the problems is a kid comes into the store after seeing Captain America or something, comes in and says, hey, daddy, I, I, I want to get a Captain America. And his dad takes him over to the shop to get one. And, oh, sorry, kid, Captain America is a Hydra agent uh, Nazi now. Or, you know, uh, oh, yeah, you wanted Thor. Oh, it's a lady now. Uh, but and so they just keep switching things instead of making new characters, which we've been asking them to do for years. So what do you think is their reluctance to just make new characters? What, what's the deal? Um, I don't know about that, but there's another big problem which Jim Shooter discussed recently, and it's a reason why people don't like comics. It's called decompression, and that means taking six issues to tell a story that you could tell easily in one issue. Uh, and oh. Stan and Jack used to do that. Uh, and there's something to be said for standalone issues, too. Now everything's got to be this long, drawn-out saga. Uh, I flip through modern comics. I see page after page with two panels and three panels where nothing's happening. People are talking. Uh, and I just think, well, this is just a waste of space. Now, I don't like cramming stuff. I usually only write five panels per page these days myself. But uh, you got to tell story. And that has to do with the dynamics, the pulse and flow of the story. Uh, and that has to do with page layout as well. Uh, it's a big mistake to have one full page splash after another. That's all one rhythm. There's no change up. There's no dynamic. You want to save those big images for important moments. And hopefully they're important action moments or important wonder moments and not just a giant picture of a head giving his opinion. Uh, when it comes to discussion and dialogue, expository dialogue, that's when you put six or more panels on your page and you get it out. Of course, you got to read that dialogue and make sure that you're not telling instead of showing. You show as much as you possible uh, and you use the dialogue to delineate character or to mm. advance the plot in a natural way. They uh, used to have this rule about uh, every single issue being someone's first, well, possibly being someone's first issue that they'd ever read, right? You know, and every issue yeah. would be its own self-contained story would you say they're breaking that rule these days oh yeah all the time and it's not a hard and fast rule but uh you know it it's smart to to remember every four or five issues every four or five months you're bringing in new characters and you can certainly bring them up to speed uh with a little note uh yeah that's but, right yeah, but, but it's a better idea is, is to give them a sense of, of getting their money's worth. And by that, I mean, you tell a satisfying story. You don't string together 21 pages with a bunch of images and, and a, a lot of reflective inner dialogue. That doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for the readers. Uh, and yeah, and well, that's it. Yeah. And do you feel like that? Um, it's a cause for the 90 burble, uh, bubble to burst, you know, when comics were selling like 7 million uh, issue. And now the most successful comics are just barely making 100,000 issue at 699 to kind of break even. Yeah, it's a real problem. Uh, and and uh, we were talking about this 
earlier with some friends is it seems to me that the natural place to sell comics are movie theater lobbies, particularly when you're coming mm. out from a, from a superhero movie. And people have been talking about that for 40 years, but for some reason, they just can't get it together. They just can't manage to do it. And I don't know what the problem is. I mean, yeah. Disney's a big company. Yeah. They control a lot of movie studios. You'd think they'd get a clue. Yeah. I've been saying that. Yeah, no. And that's what's really cool about what Peter Semeni is doing over Alterna. He's actually going in and he's trying to get uh, comics back into the, the pharmacies and the Walmarts and uh, the, all these various stores and uh, places that they used to be that they, for some unknown reason, they pull them out of. Uh, Peter's starting to trying to get those back in there and it looks like he's being successful. So uh, at least someone in the industry is trying to do something. Well, DC's placing comics in Walmart now. That's new. Yeah, I actually picked up uh, Swamp Thing by Greg Capullo. Um, just to check it out, 100 pages worth. Nice. Of, and, you know, I'll make a review out of it. But, yeah, I saw that. And it's like, I think they're listening. It's it's hard to turn ideas and concepts of what used to be. Because I feel like they're still stuck in the past where, oh, we're making all our money in the comic book shops when reality you're cutting yourself at the knees. Yeah. Yep. No, uh, let's come back over here to chat and uh, see if they have some things to add to this conversation. Uh, we have Deus X uh, and he says that manga has so many genres to appeal to a wider audience. Marvel thought if they did manga ideas, but uh, force them on old characters, they'd be successful like manga, but that's not how it works. And that's true. Uh, manga is immensely popular. I don't think you guys really understand how popular manga is here in Asia. Uh, it 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 is it makes the comic book industry in the West uh, pale in comparison. It, it's just there's, they sell millions and millions over here, and that you can find a manga for anything you can imagine. Uh, you want to have a manga talking about a dentist and how he runs his office? There's one for that. Yeah. Uh, tennis clubs uh, and superheroes and uh, all anything you can imagine. Manga covers, and they are very successful with it. And uh, so they got something going on. Maybe some of these uh, Western uh, these Western uh, publishers who've obviously lost their way uh, could maybe take a look over. We'll see what the uh, the Asians are doing with their manga and uh, uh, get a clue. Uh, Pope Jimmy, which, you know, <clears throat> Jiminy Cricket says, it's a double-edged sword. You'll get great creators bringing new ideas into established characters and terrible ideas slapped onto beloved characters. Yes, that's true. Absolutely. All right, now, uh, Eric, uh, uh, we gave you a, uh, uh, we gave you some time. I'm assuming you've uh, formulated your question, sir. Yes. Um, has there been a book that you haven't been able to work on that you would have always liked to do? And if so, do you, could you share a little bit of a maybe story that you cooked up about that book? Uh, Master of Kung Fu. I have written a number of scenarios and sent them into Marvel over the years. Uh, I'd have to look at them now. Uh, but one of the reasons is uh, uh, being a practicing martial artist, uh, I believe that the so-called martial arts that they show in that comic are a joke. And, and it's a shame because martial arts are one of the most exciting, dynamic, and visual things you can do in any visual medium. And anybody who's seen uh, like a Donnie Yen movie or a Bruce Lee movie knows what I'm talking about. And yet uh, they just keep 
bumbling along with this awful stuff, uh, the reader wants to see the action unfold in a clear and dynamic manner. They want to see how the technique happens. They want to see how it flows into the next technique. There's a way to show comics on paper that is just as exciting as your favorite Kung Fu movie, but they hardly ever do it. I hardly ever see it. There's only a handful of comics in the history of the world that has done that. Mm -hmm. A very good point. But I think there would be a problem with them letting you write that to these days because you're not an agent. And yeah. that seems to be the only thing that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. But, uh, well, uh, I think we've all had some great questions for you. You've had some amazing answers. We're really happy to, uh, you've come on and you've, uh, you've certainly given us some, uh, uh, insight into how to be a writer and some of the, uh, uh ideas, uh, from, uh, a person who's been in the industry for quite a while and what it looks like now. Uh, we thank you very much for that. And, uh, uh, we, uh, you know, I see if anybody has any last questions or comments to make to you, but, uh, we're certainly thank you very much for coming and joining us today. Thank uh, you, anybody? Yes. Thank you. Do we have any other comments or, or, or questions for, uh, Mr. Barron before we I move got, on? I got one quick one. Mm. And that is, will you come back? Because we've enjoyed you so much. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Great. <laughs> that was my question as well. So um, before, before he goes, I did have something I wanted to, I just a comment about what you guys were talking about, how he was talking about, um, um, doing more like episodic style um, comics like they used to, you know, you'd have, this is all self-contained comic books. So this is one story. That's one story. Instead of things trying to push into a larger narrative that spans an event like structure. I think that needs to happen across all entertainment. I think that's a big problem across all entertainment right now. Everybody's trying to be this big, long epic thing instead of just making a good show, make this show a good one, this one, a good one, and then build a, a narrative through that. It's just something I was, while you guys were talking about that, I was away for a second and I didn't get a chance to say about it. No, no, please. <clears throat> All right. Was was that a question or just a statement? Just a statement. statement. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, great. Now, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to our other uh, topics that we cover here on Fan Speak every week. Uh, once again, thank you very much, sir. Uh, and uh, he just uh, dropped, out, uh, dropped out. Hopefully, he'll come back here in a second. Uh, but... Uh, uh, yeah, let's move on. So, now, since we have uh, Eric Nidoltowski with us, uh, let's go ahead and talk about that comic, Comics Titans fundraiser. Uh, now, you're, uh, you're directly involved in that, so why don't you go ahead and tell us what's going on with it, uh, tell us about it, just give us information, please. Sure, sounds good. Um, so that is uh, Pope Fire. Um, that was her baby, her idea. And she asked me to be a part of it. Um, she didn't want to handle every aspect of it. And she asked me to handle more of the financials. And um, so basically, she created a Facebook page called Comics Titans Fundraiser. Uh, you can go on there. You sign a form. Um, and this is for anyone who's struggling, anyone who doesn't have the funds, and they want to purchase a Comicscape book. So like, you really, really want Black and White or Lone Star, but you're, just, you're having a hard time. Maybe you got fired from work. I don't know. Maybe you're a college student. You know, there's tons of things that can happen. So she wanted to create this in order to um, get, get funds raised so we can help people that are in those kind of positions. Um, so we believe in Comics Gate Comics. We think they're awesome, and we want to share that with people. Um, so go on there. You could fill out a form, just, you know, name, email, uh, what your situation is, why we should help you. And um, already we've raised over $200 um, by, by donors. 
And uh, so there's also, there's a shop now button at the top of the page. Unfortunately, that's our donate button. So if you hit that, uh, that'll take you to uh, a PayPal um, donation kind of page and you'll see my name on it. Um, it's called Comics Titans Fundraiser. Um, or actually it says charity, but anyway, you'll know you're in the right spot. Um, so that's that's the shop now button. You can go there and donate. And when you do donate, you're going to get um, like a kind of like a raffle ticket and that'll put you in the running to win prizes. So not only are you donating to a great cause, but you could win comic books. You could win a statue. I saw that Pope Fire purchased uh, for this. Um, all kinds of cool stuff. I've donated donated a, a print. Um, other artists have donated stuff. So um, it's just a really awesome idea. Um, if you haven't checked it out already, please go there. It's Comics Titans Fundraiser on Facebook, and just just help people out. Um, I think it's really sharing the heart of Comicsgate, just people who love comics and people who are willing to give of their time and energy and, and money to see that comics, um, good comics, get in the hands of people. So, excellent. Yeah, I like. I think it's a good idea. Uh, you guys, what do you guys think about this uh, Comics Titans Fundraiser? It's an awesome idea because there's families, you know, that can't afford it for whatever reason. Maybe they were uh, in a hurricane. Well, they're definitely not going to have money yeah. to have to buy comics, you know, and they have little kids ones. So that would probably yeah. be a good idea, you know, for example, for that. In Texas, they had the hurricane from last year that they're still recovering from. Um, just talking about that, uh, bush fires in California. You have a lot of things, you know, somebody lost the jobs um, and everything. So this is a good program. Yeah, it is. And, of course, you just had a hurricane come through your area here with Michael, and uh, that was quite a devastating thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I like the idea. Uh, and, we're, of course, like I said, we're going to be having – the actual raffle is going to be on Halloween night on the 31st and uh, uh, Eastern Standard Time, of course, uh, our normal time we do our shows. And uh, we'll announce all that uh, later as it comes up. But uh, we're going to have that raffle. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to see some cool prizes. And we'll also be covering the Fan Speak logo and mascot uh, uh, contest. And we'll be having a straw poll to vote for that. So thank you very much, Eric, uh, for giving us information on that. And uh, you got a cool little uh, bit of art going here I have up on the page. Uh, you tell us a little bit about yeah. it. What is this you're drawing? Sure. Uh, this is uh, grunge. I'm, so I'm doing Inktober. I've never done Inktober before. It's every day you, you do a sketch. And, um, you know, it's like a hashtag, Inktober. Um, so I've been doing Wildcats uh, characters, Wildstorm characters. I have Death Blow here. Um, can you see that? Did my, my camera freeze? Yeah, it's just showing your Edward Kenway. Yeah, picture. sorry about that. Um, uh, we can... can still see the art though. So, okay. Um, no, we can't. Yeah, no, it so... did went out. Yeah. <laughs> now, now it's showing. Here. There you go. Okay. All right. So this is like a Warblade. Uh, I'm a fan of the '90s. I grew when I got into comics. It was the '90s. So Wildcats was one of those books I picked up. And uh, just totally fell in love with Image and just the, the West Coast style of art and all that. So for Inktober, I decided to do with some of my favorites. Uh, there's Grifter, definitely one of my favorites. Um, so yeah, so this is day 13 and I'm doing grunge. Yesterday I did Fairchild. Oh, cool. So. There yeah, no, I I love this Inktober, man. It's a lot of fun to see all these uh, uh, arts get, get dropped on the Facebook every day. And actually, that's something I love about the community anyway. We see so much cool art every day, Inktober or not. Mm. It's uh, it's really yeah. cool. 
Yeah. So, Eric, I know you they, you've been always announced as a pro chef. Mike, is there any other inspiration, any artist works that also inspired you that you incorporate in your art? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, like I said, I kind of got real heavily into comics during the 90s. So, you know, X-Men number one with Jim Lee did. And so I have a very heavy Jim Lee influence. Um, and then uh, I like Mark Silvestri, J. Scott Campbell, um, just all those guys. Um, so now that I have, I'm growing up a little bit and I kind of have more of an appreciation for other artists, older artists that I maybe not didn't know about at that time. Um, Barry Windsor Smith is one of them. Um, John Vicema. So, you know, I, I try to see what everyone is doing. And if I like something, I'm, I just try and incorporate it and try to make my artwork better. Yeah. Excellent, man. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to move on to the news uh, today. We, we don't have a lot to, uh, for the news today, but we do have some very interesting news for today. Yeah. And before I jump over and put that up and uh, first, let's uh, start talking about that. I have got a couple of uh, uh, little DMs here on the back uh, from you guys. Uh, thank you very much. And yes, don't worry about that uh, dislike thing. Uh, like I said, uh, we get SGWs come over here and they're very small minded bullies. They're basically just bullies, right? Yeah. Uh, and they come over and they do those kind of things and they will have all their little alternate accounts and they'll switch between them and they'll put dislikes on it. Uh, and it's just, they're just being a bully. They're small-minded, mean people. That's what they are. And that's all right. And it's, it's, it's amazing, too. You can see we're just a small little channel of uh, comic book fans having fun and chatting about comics and talking to Mike Barron, talking to R.T. Bear, talking to Gary Shipman. I mean, that's all we're doing. Now, go ahead, Bruce. Huh? I'm just saying we're not that bloody awful. No, we're not at all. Uh, but they're just, they just they have nothing better to do, do, do with their time because mm. all they do every day is live in this manic reality. But So don't worry about it, guys. It's not that big a deal. The best we're part, just having fun. The best part, of course, is that it actually doesn't hurt anything. It helps. So it thanks, does. guys. That's true. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> but yeah, don't, don't, don't worry about that. You guys, some of you sent me a DM concerned about that. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal at all. We're just having fun and uh, we're enjoying ourselves and we're going to continue. And we're going to do that by talking about some very interesting and funny news this week. Uh, now, of course, you all know about uh, the, the news of a certain person called Chuck Wendig getting fired from Marvel <laughs> uh, for doing Star Wars. Everybody and their brother has talked about this, of course. And, uh, uh, we're going to talk about it as well. Now we're going to we're not going to talk about the uh, actual uh, firing and all the tweets he sent. And, and if you've seen any video on that, guys, you know that this Chuck Wendig guy, he he just has the most vulgar, vile mouth you can imagine. And he says the most disgusting things about people he's never met or even talked to. It's just outrageous how vile this he, this guy is. And uh, the only thing I'll say about that news uh, is that. It amazes me that we finally saw the line from Marvel. And that's their line. You have to say the most vile things possible. That's their line. And I would say to Marvel, if anyone over there would ever hear such uh, hear anything from me, uh, stop that. Your line needs to back way up because that's, that's uh, way beyond where it should be. This guy is ridiculous, but you have a lot of other creators who work for you who say vile, nasty things every day as well. They attack your fans. And uh, from a, you know, I'm a business owner myself. And if one of my employees uh, went out and started saying uh, nasty things to my customers, saying, oh, don't buy this stuff, or I don't care about your opinion, or you're this or that, or those other horrible things they do, and threatening to hit people in the teeth and all that kind of stuff, I would fire that person on the spot. Because you know what that person just did? They betrayed me. 
They betrayed me and my trust. They betrayed me giving them money to help uh, support and uh, live their life. They betrayed me. And Marvel, your creators are betraying you on a daily basis. Uh, and the fact that you, it took you so long to fire this Chuck Wendig with all the unbelievably nasty things he's been saying for so long, it's embarrassing. You're embarrassing yourself. Do better, Marvel. I mean, in all I, um, honesty. I was going to say, I've got some, a little something to say about this little issue. Yeah, no, go right ahead. I'm just, uh, I put up this uh, continuation of the Chuck Wendig thing, but you go ahead and inter interject all you like, Booster. Of course, of course. I've seen some people suggest that any form of celebration of this event is somehow making us as bad as the SJWs, you know, going after people's <laughs> jobs. Yeah. But um, we have to understand that we really are in a culture war, and these people do seek high positions of power and try to make themselves unfireable, you know. And we've seen them time and time again on Twitter testing the waters of how unfireable they can be because they're just nuts on Twitter. They can say whatever they like, and Marvel won't do a bloody thing about it. And yeah. it's good for us to see that Marvel does have a line of some sort. They will finally fire a guy. And to me, this is a celebration of Marvel finally sticking up for their principles, you know, for the sanity of their own brand. Yeah. Well, I think it's too soon. Um, we still have to be cautious moving forward and not get complacent because we are actually affecting them, you know, by, you know, voicing in civil discord, even though they yell at us um, that we have to overturn this perception of what they have called us. You know, we're kind of trying to outgrow what they've been labeling us by just being, you know, the vir virtue of just being civil to you know, say if you don't if you don't disrespect me as a customer, that means you don't want me as a customer. That means I'll take my business elsewhere, or I'll start my own business and produce the products and entertainment that I want. Um, like uh, Mike Barron said, he's working with the Offworlders with uh, Ben Hennessy in Cautionary yeah. Comics. So yeah. I will support that because yes. Mike Barron's was polite to us, answer our question, took time to speak with us and communicate with us. And that's something yeah. and that's something that we're asking. And the only thing we're getting from the professionals who are supposedly uh, caretakers and stewards of these properties are making fun of us, making light of us and saying that we don't matter. And if that's the case, then what worth are those products? Nothing except the the worth that we put into it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, uh, Pope Jiminy over here, I, I'm not going to get used to that uh, Jiminy Cricket, <laughs> by the way. I'm not. All right. Embrace He's the Pope. He says, celebrating the firing of destructive people ruining the industry with their attacks on fans and customers is a good thing. Well, yes, and I think it can be. But uh, my point I was making is the line's too far. It needs to be pulled back. You can't have people that are destroying your uh, your 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 sales numbers simply be simply because you respect their freedom of speech. Uh, it's it's a bit nonsense. Uh, but uh, Doom, I haven't heard from you in a while, man. So why don't you go ahead and uh, give us your opinion on this whole Chuck Wendig thing, Wendig thing, man? Well, I've read the, the aftermath trilogy. I wasn't too impressed with it. Um, I didn't really have a problem with the guy until I saw what he was saying on Twitter. And 
like most people, I don't really call for the axing of people's careers. But in this case, I, I'm, I'm totally okay with him not writing for Marvel or Star Wars anymore. Cool. Yeah, I think we all agree. Um, uh, uh, there are some people who like some of his work and some that uh, don't like it so much. But it seems like overall he is a capable act. He's an actual capable uh, creator. Uh, it's just he cannot take. He, he's got the Trump derangement syndrome and he's got it real bad. I'm just and trying he, to point out that it doesn't make us as bad as the SJWs just for one of these people removed, you know? Well, my question would be, whatever happened to what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If they want to dance mm -hmm. on our grave when we lose, we can dance on theirs a little bit, too. We didn't we didn't cause him to get fired. We had literally nothing to do with it. He's a man who chose his own destiny. So we're going to pick it. We're going to laugh at him for it because it's no, hilarious. It's, no, it's <laughs> fine, but I, I'm just saying don't be complacent because of this. Just no. And if you think he, if you think that, uh, if you think that this guy is not going to land somewhere else with work immediately, mm -hmm. you're kidding yourself because That's they crazy. stick together and they support each other. You're, you, we have not seen the last of Chuck Wendig, uh, I guarantee you. Uh, but uh, hey, Liam, you've just come in here and joined us. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, your comic in the uh, Indiegogo section coming up real soon. Uh, but uh, why don't you go ahead and give us your opinion on this uh, Chuck Wendig incident? Well, Chuck Wendig has to swear to sell his books, and so do I. So do you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Why? Aren't you the guy that is selling Sway on Indiegogo currently? That's right, I am. You guys should pop over and check it out now. But just on the topic, because I don't want to, you know, chill pointless. I want to stick to the theme in the heart of the show here. Um, Wendig, I think, is a loose cannon. Um. I understand what it's like to be a passionate, emotional creature. And so I understand from his point of view how he could feel hurt and fly off the handle over certain things. But part of being an adult man is understanding that and managing it and controlling it so you don't damage others and yourself. And clearly he has no ability to do that at all. And so you can't have someone like that representing your company, interacting with your fan base. They're going to alienate people. They're going to drive them away. Um, he really got what he deserved. I, I'm, I'm, I feel sorry that it came to that. Anyone that loses their job, it sucks. It makes life hard. But like you said, Chester, he's going to land on his feet. He'll get through this time. Oh, yeah, he will. Um, he will. But he, he, that doesn't make him any less of a douchebag. You know, like he's got to learn better management skills. Yes. And himself. once again, you, you really enjoy that swear jar every time you come on, Liam. You do realize that Pixel is key, has his own little special indie crown just for you, right? Uh, I'll, keep it, I'll keep I'll keep I'll keep it in mind. I'm sorry I did forget again. No, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, but yeah, no, I I agree. We all agree. And uh, the thing that's interesting with it is, you know, one of the things he said in his tweets was that Comics Gate wins. And it, it, you know, the thing that came to my mind is, you do realize that you are Comics Gate, Chuck Wendig. <laughs> all these guys who keep doing these attacking, you are actually the Comics Gate. We're not. Mm -hmm. That's you, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, These people I mean, are trying it, it, to keep the boot on the throat of the little creators to maintain the illusion of power that they've created for themselves in their own fragile minds instead of just humbling themselves and realizing that they're making glorified children's books. You know, like that's 
He's just got to check himself and get back into what his job is, you know, instead yeah, of trying absolutely. to lord over other people. You know, like... Well, that's what they do. Uh, but, uh, hey, DeWolf, uh, you got any comments on the uh, the uh, Chuck Wendig incident before we move on to the continuation of the Chuck Wendig incident? <laughs> nice. Um, no, you, you guys really have, uh, you know, covered it from – from top to bottom, it's just very good points on the fact that that he's he's done this himself. You know, I, I always like to say that I don't want ill will towards anyone, it's, even though they're giving us so much ill will. Um, but yeah, it's 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 fine to go ahead and take a moment and and at least enjoy the fact that when someone who is being so uh, mean and, and, and debasing to everybody else, that if uh, if finally, and I say finally, if Finally, something happens to where it gets taken note of, then it's just the beginning, you know, and like I said, uh, things are things are going to be changing in the in the future. This is just one small step. And in the future, we're going to have a more vibrant comics industry, uh, I believe. And it may not be the one that that uh, is currently happening. It's going to be a new one. Yeah, and I think we should talk about that a little bit, uh, in particular what EVS said the other day, just a minute, just as soon as we finish this topic. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and put this up on the screen for you guys, and I'm going to white box it. And uh, Denali is going to introduce what this uh, particular article, article is here from Bounding in the, uh, in the Comics. Uh, Denali, why don't you go ahead and tell them what's going on here? So this gentleman, uh, for those who are on the Star <laughs> Wars fan side of things, is Jason Ward who is making Star Wars uh, website. Uh, if you know about him, he's the one who's all pro uh, Lucasfilm, that if you're, you know, if you say anything bad about it, then you are vile, disgusting, whatever those words. Um, and he was going after Jeremy of Ge uh, Geeks and Gamer for calling for a boycott that <laughs> Jeremy later just posted and said, I never call for a uh, boycott and here's my uh, video to prove it and he made a montage of every video he did and like at that time of him saying I, I personally am not going to see it I'm not calling <laughs> for a boycott uh, you make your own decision and it's kind of funny because uh, Jason is now actually calling for a boycott of Star Wars for the Chuck Wendick firing irony mm. yeah okay I think one of the funny uh, tweets that I saw was that boycott is not going to do anything because they don't buy anything in the first place. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, and like I said, and it, it's kind of too bad for them. I mean, you see how desperate they were uh, because uh, he's like on a, he was a, uh, Wendig was on the middle of a five part uh, miniseries uh, for Star Wars comics and he was on issue two and they pulled him. Uh, so, uh, you know, this is a problem for them. They, this was not a, something they did lightly because uh, that, that's going to back them up and cause them trouble. And to be honest with you, for many years now, the Star Wars comics are the ones that's been keeping Marvel up. Uh, those are popular. People buy those. Uh, at least they have. Uh, so it, it's, a, it's a major issue. And those guys really, really, uh, over at Marvel, when they made the decision, they, might, they must have really, really just couldn't just as no, they couldn't stand for it. So they had that they put themselves in a tough position by uh, kicking him off right now, the way they did it. Do we oh, know um, when they're going to be launching this? Um, do we know when they're going to be launching this boycott? Because it occurred to me that he was right. Like 
they don't buy anything. So if they boycott things, we could, in theory, measure the sales of the difference between the active boycott and the standard sales rates and show just what a tiny, tiny portion of the consumer base they are and shove that in their face anytime they start swinging their weight around. Well, you know, I invite you to go ahead and put those analytics for us together, together for us. That would be interesting. Uh, mm. That would be kind of like a shadow move the needle in a way. Uh, mm. But uh, Thundaro had made a comment I thought was interesting. Why don't you go ahead and finish that comment, Thundaro? Sorry. I did? What did I say? Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think you had asked that, uh, wondering if they had given him a warning. <clears throat> oh, that was me. Oh, yeah, that wasn't me. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. Uh, say, say, uh, go ahead and put that that forward, man. Um, I was just remembering, you know, we know what the political leanings of Marvel are, and for them to just outright fire this guy, you know, out of the blue seems unusual. I was just wondering if anybody had seen Marvel try to talk to him, or if he'd mentioned being talked to before he got fired. I yeah, no, I, you would think, I think they must was- have. Well, it was kind of telling that after a while they there was no no Twitter output from Chuck Windick like about a few months ago. Like there was radio silent the mo- around the time that um they were starting production of episode 9. Okay. Um and then suddenly he just starts blurting out about the judge Kavanaugh um, confirm uh, confirmation, <laughs> and that's. I think that was the last straw. I think okay. so. And it had nothing. Yeah, and it had nothing to do with comics whatsoever. It's just that Trump derangement syndrome syndrome going on. That whole Kavanaugh thing was disgusting. It's embarrassing to the country. How absolutely insane the people went over that. But if you look at this little tweet right here, it maybe gives us some insight. It says, "Don't buy Star Wars comics anymore. Just don't do it." And Wesley says, Chuck was fired over his tweets by at Mark Panacea, the same Mark at Panacea, is that really his name, uh, that apparently thinks Ethan Van Skyver is A-OK. Now, I have to say something here. Uh, Ethan get a little bit rowdy, but Ethan never, ever says anything anywhere near as grotesque and disgusting as Wendig does. It's not even, not even a, a close comparison, let alone a fair one. I mean, unbelievable. <clears throat> Yeah. I used to listen to Making Star Wars, and around the time the first Aftermath novel came out, he didn't, they didn't think very highly of it. Hmm. Yeah, that was mixed on that for sure. Some people did love it, though. Uh, particularly those people over at Collider Video, but we know where their butter's be- butter is, uh, bread is buttered, right? Um, exactly. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. We have one here from Helsia. La- I don't even know. I'm not even going to bother pronouncing that. Uh, if you want to boycott, a good way to do so would be specialize your boycott, boycott and focus it in a way that will communicate the message you want. Well, thank you very much. And this is uh, another person over here, this uh, healthy whatever. Uh, let, let's go look at her page real quick. You guys want to see what she looks like? Let's check oh it out. God. Oh, wow. She is a Miss Marvel fan. She likes all the ladies. <laughs> all the ladies. How do you buy it? How do you boycott something you weren't buying in the first place? Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of the point, right? Oh, there's a follow button. Should I click it? No. <laughs> no. Um, but look at she just loves all the ladies Marvel is doing here. Yeah? Just loves likes, it. Oh, there's a there's likes, Hercules in the back. She likes everyone I don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really good. Then, oh, look that's at this. Here we go. 
fix us. That's all it is I, left. I think I think she went to a, I would think she went to a Comic Con. Says Phoenix. Like the Phoenix uh, Comics Fest Day Number One, and she went as Miss Marvel, uh, the like old Miss Marvel. Uh, <clears throat> we will not disparage people's looks. Thank you very much. Oh, oh, Mm. Wasn't I wasn't I sexist for liking that costume over the new one? Isn't that yeah? It's weird, right? Like? It's weird, right? <laughs> okay, so she, no, so she's in her Miss Marvel, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, all right, and then you had another person down here. What's his uh, What's his name? Oh uh, uh, yeah, this guy right here. Uh, just let's take a look at this makes making Star Wars. Who uh, uh, Jason Ward, who Denali introduced us to a little bit. Uh, he's got his channel over here and all his tweets. And uh, ooh, he he likes the martial arts. Sweet. And oh, look on look on this page. Look at all the Chuck Wendig stuff. Just on and on and on. You think he's obsessed? But this uh, just goes on with everyone, you know, just uh, virtue signaling how much they support uh, Chuck and how awesome Chuck is and how great Chuck is and how horrible everyone else is because Chuck is so awesome. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, that's all that's going on here. It's just a uh, hug box stuff. Uh, but uh, I just thought we would talk, use it to talk about the Wendig situation. So does anybody else have any comments they want to make about the Wendig situation? Yeah, I hope Chuck Wendig uh, enjoys his one week of relevance to the SJWs before they're on to their next thing. Okay, yeah. And I just want to say that the whole reason that they're supporting him is because he's an attack dog. So they just the the SJWs that don't have the the glib to um to tackle the bigger guys or or are afraid of being the horrible, nasty, shriveled people they are on the inside on the outside just instead put their hand onto the back of these attack dogs that they send after people and um, and encourage them, which, dro- which you know, gives the other guy the dopamine, hit, the dopamine hit that he's chasing, which causes him to act like more of a rabid lunatic. And that's the model. Yep. Anybody else? All right. Well, <laughs> let, let me... Yeah, it's okay. No, let me jump over here to chat and see what we got going in here. Uh, once again, the Popes are having their Pope Fest, which they enjoy, seem to enjoy every chat. So go Popes, whatever Pope you may be or whichever Pope is most important to you. Uh, and, uh, of course, you have new Popes now. You have a Pope Jiminy and you have a Pope Thundero. And I'm sure very shortly we'll have a, a Pope Liam and uh, many other Popes. So thanks, guys. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Cross Comics is here and says hi. Hey, how's it going, Cross? Uh, Richard does uh, all kind of uh, drawing shows all the time. I was on here, there with him the other day with John Dillard as well talking, and that was a lot of fun. So you guys go check that out. Uh, and uh, Beowulf's going to have had to step out, and thank you very much for coming and helping us out today. Uh, and uh, we got a bunch of comments in here. Um, uh, yeah, Nathan P. Butler and Matt Wilkins gave Aftermath a scathing review. And they're not even in the fandom menace. Yes, Hoth Rebel. Uh, they, they did. And there's, uh, but there was very mixed. Some people love that aftermath. Some people didn't. Uh, <clears throat> Pope Jiminy says, I think his rancid series on tweets about Kavanaugh and Republicans was just so egregious that Marvel couldn't ignore him a- anymore. Yeah, it, that's what happened. But my point is that the line was too far. Uh, they should have done it sooner. Uh, Windig was clearly out of control and hurting the IP. Yes, he was. Uh, now, Joshua, who is our favorite uh, uh, friendly troll, uh, would love very much for me to read Pope Raven's comments, but <clears throat> no, I won't. <laughs> Yay. Yay. 
All right. Well, let's move on to our next story then. Uh, and uh, then we're going to move into Indiegogo here real quickly. Uh, and this is just hey, a quick little thing. I, I have to step out, but I just wanted to say goodbye and thank you guys for having me on. Oh, no. Yeah, thank no, you very no much. And thanks for talking about the Comics Titan fundraiser, man. That was cool. Cool. Awesome. You got it. Yeah, it's, I've been following you guys and I see you guys everywhere. So it's finally nice to talk to you and get to say hey. Oh, my God. Well, absolutely. And we should uh, have you on here and talk to you from the professional angle as well. Yes. That would be great. I'd love to. All right, man. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you out later. You got it. Good All right, guys. All right. Good night. Uh, we got one more little news story, and then we're going to go into Indiegogo to finish out the show. Uh, now, uh, this one is kind of interesting uh, because, uh, uh, as you see, I put it up here on the screen uh, because, you know, uh, we all like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, or I think most of us do. He's a fun guy. He's a good entertainer from wrestling to movies and, and all his kind of stuff. And he and he's hot, you know that. Uh, <laughs> give give that up for the uh, uh, booster and his enjoying of maleness. Um, ooh. ooh, but uh, the thing is interesting. It seems every movie or anything that Dwayne does, it gets controversy. Uh, he's in a movie and he's playing a guy who's missing a leg, and he has a prosthetic on, and people yell at him for doing that because he doesn't have a real prosthetic. Uh, okay, uh, they everything he does, they yell and scream, and it's weird to me because you would think, but the way they're talking all the time about diversity, 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 that they would love Dwayne Johnson. He would be like their main man. Now we like Dwayne simply because he's fun, right? Uh, but they they hate him. What what's up with this? You guys have any opinion on this? They're hating on him now because he's going to play John Henry. I mean, good. How gracious. could you ever hate Dwayne Johnson? Look look at that smile. Look at look at that handsome bloody face. They don't smell what he's cooking. They don't. <laughs> he needs to be the people's champion again. That's when they'll start loving him again. There, there's a few reasons, I would say. It's one, because he's not like them. He refuses to be a victim. He has always refused to be a victim. And two, he's he's a uh, very light-skinned um, uh, person of color, as they like to call him. And for some reason, they turn on them first. They, he look, he acts and looks to what they would call white. They don't well, like I, that. I think it has a lot to do with they can't tokenize him because they right. love tokenizing people. Yeah. Right. Well, he's just a dude. You yeah. Know? yeah. And they and don't course, like... Hey, go ahead, Duel. Yeah, and they don't like dudes. They don't like the, the masculinity of dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you see, I got a picture up here. I'm showing the John Henry. Of course, I'm assuming everyone knows that classic American folktale, John Henry, uh, and he beat the uh, steam train uh, with his ha hammer. Uh, we all know that, right? That story, right? Yeah. yeah. That's his, um, that's his, he's from actually not all that familiar with it. Well, yeah, you're not American, so, you know, oh, get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it, it, and they're just hating on it because, you know, he's not exactly the perfect right color. But who else is going to make a John Henry movie? Who is asking for a John Henry movie? Nobody. Now, I saw the little John Henry animated film when I was young. I don't know if any of you others saw that. Uh, and, and it was cool. But uh, no one's asking for a John Henry movie. Nobody. So they're just taking something they think it might hit and bringing it up and uh, putting uh, Dwayne Johnson on it to try to draw some money. Uh, so it's just typical nonsense. It, it's kind of like uh, when you had um, 
you had uh, what's her name? What's the lady that plays uh, uh, Black Widow in the Avengers? Uh, Scarlett Johansson. That's her mm-hmm. name. Uh, and she was going to do that movie uh, about where she was going to play a transgender, and they yelling and screaming, "How dare you? How dare you?" And so, what does she do? It's like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry," and they cancel the project. So there you go. You could you could have had a movie about a transgender. That, that is uh, enlightening people to your life and how you see things, but yet you had to go and scream and yell, and now you don't have nothing. It's oh, there's, right. he, he, there's his, another reason. There's another reason. Uh, the Rock used to be a Republican. When he was a wrestler, he was a Republican, and they just oh. can't tolerate the fact that a, a non-white Republican succeeded at something. He's not a Republican anymore. He's an independent now, but that's one of the other reasons. Right. Yeah, but could be. Yeah, But, I mean, uh, once again, who cares about yeah. the politics? <laughs> but speaking of that, they do because if you're thinking about it, the crying game would not be able to exist in today's age. Why? You never seen the crying game? Of course, I think, I've seen. Um, it. Pope Jiminy Jiminy yeah. has a good uh, good response though. I can understand the problem. I'm black, and I don't think The Rock should be playing a black icon like uh, Jen Henry because uh, The Rock isn't actually uh, African American, is he? Yes, Polynesian. No, he is. He's half African American. He is half African. You're right. That's right. I forgot about that. And yeah. His mom is black and his dad is Polynesian. No, you got it backwards. His, oh, okay. Sorry. His yeah, dad is yeah. black and his mom is Polynesian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, but, I, I think I get you now. Okay. So so he's not black enough. I mean, but it, it's just from my point of uh, point of view, it's uh, it's a bit silly. I mean, if they if this was a really dynamic script and they wanted to pull in someone like you know some uh, a black actor, well known black actor to come in and play, cool. But I just think it's people trying to find a a a, a money making script for Dwayne Johnson is probably what they're trying to do, right? Um, and mm-hmm. him doing that with all his muscles, because John Henry needs to be big and powerful and strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dwayne not only is a good action hero, he's actually not a bad actor. He can he can actually act. Uh, so, you know, it, I mean, go find someone else to fit the role, I guess. Uh, but I suppose I understand that. Uh, and we, we do complain when they take in, uh, and gender swap and race swap things out. So, you know, all that conversation goes going on with the James Bond and trying to uh, make him that actor who who is really good. But uh, I, I guess I get it. I would but have preferred somebody uh, like Terry Crews because I love that guy. So that's I Terry Crews is my god. <laughs> yeah. Scott, there you go. Scott, the problem is, is who else are you going to find? I mean, the, you have to have a giant man. The Rock is a giant man. So it, it makes a lot of sense, really, in, in that and, regard. And Terry I like the you know, like I saw him the last two movies. I ne- I didn't like I wasn't a wrestler guy. I was never really into wrestling. But the last two movies I've seen with the oh. Rock, really, just like um, what was it, like Jumanji and Rampage. I thought he showed off that he's a very charismatic actor. Like yeah. he's someone that I would want to hang out with and get to know as a person because he just mm-hmm. seems so like wanter and and confident in himself. And I think that's really great. Like, he's like the sort of modern face of action hero Hollywood. You know, he is. Like, you know it would have been perfect. Michael Clark Duncan. Rest his soul. Oh. Yeah, 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 no, you're right. Yeah, he'd yeah, he would have been perfect for it. Yeah, absolutely. But, and of course, another thing that draws not only the charismatic acting, but also he's a good looking guy with a great body, and it really draws the women and Booster. <laughs> yeah, and Booster. <laughs> Just saying, Terry, Terry Crews is an attractive man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but, he would have been. Uh, Terry would be fine for it, and he's funny too. 
I just don't think he's big enough. That's my opinion. No, like, he's not, no, he's not Terry, large. Terry <laughs> Crews is a very large man. He is nah, a very, he's not as big as very large man. He's not as big as The Rock. <laughs> no, the Rock is huge. He's very, very thick. Like <laughs> Booster <laughs> likes him. <laughs> he has people that are smaller than him to make it look like he's bigger than he is because he's 6'3. That is pretty tall. Just cast a bunch of uh, really short, like five foot five men. Hey, yeah, they have to do that much. every time Tom Cruise is in a movie. I mean, he, he, he really is an inch shorter than The Rock, because The Rock is 6'4". Uh, the Rock is 6'6". Six, six. He builds himself at 6'4". Hold on. Wow. Hold on. Let me look this up. <laughs> the Rock. Uh, no, there's a, there's a wrestling pro in here. You're in trouble. 6'4". <laughs> okay. It says so right here on his height. And he's 260 pounds. Let's, let's look up Terry Crews. Wow. Macho. Wow. <laughs> It doesn't say his uh, weight, but he's 6'3". Oh, he's 245 pounds. Oh, wow. Yes. So they're, they're around the same size. He's just uh, around 15 pounds lighter. Well, nothing gets past the fan speak crew, I'll tell you what. <laughs> nothing. Nothing at all. All right, guys. Well, uh, that was a fun little thing with Dwayne Johnson, and I just thought it would be cool to talk about because they're just always hating on him. And he's yeah. such a fun-loving guy. Everything I see him do, he's just so fun-loving. He's he, It's The Rock, man. Leave him alone. Mm-hmm. You know? So let's go ahead and let's move into our la- last segment of the day, which uh, we like to talk about what's going on in uh, this uh, indie uh, renaissance or indie revival, as the wolf likes to call it. Uh, and, of course, the best place to do that, and the link is down below, the, by the way, the best place to do that is on IndieCron. Um, that is uh, created by our very own uh, Pixel Trader, uh, and uh, it's an incredible resource. And if you guys haven't checked it out yet, you should absolutely do. So I'm going to throw that up here on screen, guys. And um, uh, we're going to sit here and talk about it. Now, of course, we have a guest in here today that has a comic that we're actually we're absolutely going to focus on, and we're going to get some inside information from him today. Uh, but Indicron is great. It gives us lots of... Uh, uh, you know, access to all these uh, Indiegogos that are happening and uh, uh, all their, how much money they're making, the time they got left, what's going on. This is a great resource that you guys should check it out. Uh, but we're going to come all the way down here. We're going to, first of all, take a look at how much money has been raised. Uh, $2,136,450. Very nice. Uh, and uh, you see all these uh, smaller ones here that are going on. But we have one we're going to talk about today, and it's called Sway Rain. Now, Liam. Uh, you are a very busy man, and you're uh, uh, you're trying to get in here with the Indiegogo and do your comics and stuff. So uh, we got Sway Rain up on the screen here, Liam. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it, and I'll scroll through and let everyone check it out. Well, um, it's the first part in what it hopes to be a three-part epic. Um, again, kind of a little bit like Star Wars. I know you guys are Star Wars fans, so I used the same storytelling model. Um, so you'll get a complete full story for the first issue essentially a standalone film about uh, a young woman called Dessa Sway. Uh, she is, she awakens in the distant future, something we've all heard before, but when she awakens, the, the lies that have been veiled upon her are stripped away. She loses a lot of her memories and no one is around anymore. All the people are gone, right? So all of the lies that we've sort of maintained about society and the way the world works, things that we just take for granted to be truth are gone. So she gets a fresh perspective on the world. But the world is now full of mad mutants and 
crazy hyper-evolved animals. It's a little bit like Planet of the Apes or Kamandi with um, elements of Prometheus, like Ridley Scott's Prometheus or Alien franchise mingled through it. So it looks like it's just another sort of post-apocalyptic horror series. It is not. It's, it's going to be something really great. Um, it has action in it, of course. It has excitement. It has, it has twists and turns and surprises. But it's something I'm really passionate about. I've had incredible fan response from the people that proofed it. So I just I need enough people to believe in it so that we can produce it and so we can ship it out to you guys because this is going to be a book that people talk about. It's, it, it challenges stereotypes um storytelling methods it it goes into like oh god i'm not a great pitcher but the story is good guys if you just take a chance on the story <laughs> well you, you need know? to write that down then uh, get your pitch yeah, ready because well, you I, need to have that exactly i know it's hard though oh, because oh. see i i'm worried because as i'm sure you guys can sort of understand have you ever seen one of those movies right and the movie is really awesome but then you tell your friend about the movie and you tell them something you probably shouldn't have, and then the movie's not as good for them. Have you? Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. That's what I worry about. And because so much happens in Sway, because it's so action-packed and there are so many twists and turns, if I give you guys too much, you won't enjoy it as much. So I just want to sort of give you the taste and the feel of what it's going to be and hope that you'll just come along for the ride. Um, because if I tell you the story it won't be as fresh and exciting. Um, well, uh, we you, you do have some stuff written down here. Uh, so do let's, w- why don't we just go ahead and look at that. And uh, uh, yeah. Denali, why don't you go ahead and read that uh, little introduction he's got going on and the information there, man. Yeah, sure. So let me see. The overview where what if one day you woke up, uh, only no, no. In, it's on the screen right now in an effort to maintain. Okay, just wanted to make in an effort to maintain some semblance of normal life. Dessa Christian has surrendered her freedom to work as a courier for the notorious God King Coda, a ruthless crime lord that reigns unopposed from Titan City. However, while returning from the waste, she is captured by a marauding gangs of mutant, pushing her to the absolute limit. Can she survive? Or has her luck finally run out? Friendship will be tested, and the terrifying secret of her arm will finally be uh, finally revealed. Her right uh, arm. Yeah, I noticed that yeah. that was artificial. Yeah. yeah. Um, created by uh, Joseph White and Liam Gray of Flint and Steel. <laughs> Illustrated in leather by Joseph White. Script by Liam Gray. And the book is 64 pages. All right. 64 well, beautiful pages. Beautiful, yeah, no, the art looks pretty good. Pages. Tell us a little bit about your artist, man. Um, well, Joseph White, he's a conservative. He's a Christian. Um, he's very talented. He's been out of comics for a while. He's just coming back to it now. Um, and, I mean, I don't want to reveal too much about the guy. He'll have his chance in the sun, you know, but he's a very good guy. Like, he's easy to get along with. He's very personable. He's got a rich lived experience. And his art is just is amazing. Each page is better than the last. I'm watching him. I've got about five more pages in this that we aren't showing yet, you know, because we want to pad things yeah, out of a bit. 
but um but he just he's getting better every single day um he's just he's an, he's an incredible guy uh and the stuff that he draws is just it it you just look at it you know like um he puts so much into the background that you you wouldn't know you want a little bit of insider secrets somewhere in here is pride rock you know those little things those little details that that he sort of just includes just for the for the fun of it you know like little little spoiler things so that when you go through the book again you know i wanted something that when you go through it the first time you're like oh that was a really great story but then you can go through it again or your friend might be going through it and they might see things or find things that you never did the first time, you know? So you've got a reason to go back and check it again. Um, Cause I always found that to be fun, you know, little Easter eggs. Yeah, no, those are always fun. Yeah. And I, I looking over here at some of your perks uh, we have uh, for $150, you can get a guest appearance in the book. Now that means that you're actually going to take the person who spends that money and make them a character in the character in the book. Uh, they will not be a character in the book, but they will appear within the book. Um, I see. Simply because of the way the narration goes. They will be immortalized oh, sure. in a way that will be, I think they will find quite interesting. So. All right. You got a sketch cover variant here, uh, and that's simply a variant cover, I'm assuming? Yep. He was really excited to do that. Actually, he wanted to do some sketch covers. You know, we saw that on Knuckle Bomb, and he, he loved it. So we thought... All right. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, you get uh, two copies and you get your the PDF and the physical and then just uh, the standard here as well as PDF. I'm really glad you're making PDFs available, by yeah. the way. I think that's something everyone should do. So for 25 mm -hmm. bucks, you can get Sway. Now, you guys uh, mm -hmm. have any other any questions for Liam regarding Sway? We yeah. got the creator right here with us. Maybe Booster has something to say. He always has something to say. And he's from the same area of the world as you as well. Well, it looks all right for someone created by a disgusting Aussie, but, you know. Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, the art's actually looking fantastic, dude. And it's really cool to see you uh, getting out there, bro. Yeah, absolutely, and, man. And I, I really do believe in this, guys. I know that um, there's some people that feel that the launch wasn't quite strong enough. Um I feel that that's more of a problem with my with my marketing, okay, and not the quality of the product of the book. That's why I'm really counting on you guys to to ask questions if you want to know something, uh, or or sort of let us know what you want to know because I want to give as much information as I can. So, um, how far are you along? You and the artists are along the book. I see there's some color I'm pages done. that you're done. done. I finished, I, I rewrote this three times before it went to print. That's why I was so late coming to the game, my friend, because I didn't want to just bring another story that was like, oh, look, hey, I want to be in Comicsgate. I wanted to bring something that people are going to read and they're going to go, oh, wow, whoa, okay. And that's what this is. This is some of my best work. Everyone I showed it to loved it. And well, except for one guy, he had a few little criticisms and I made a few minor adjustments for him, but the feedback I got back from the people from my test readers was very, very strong. And um and I want this to just sort of to blow away people in the industry. I want people in the mainstream to look at this and go, Oh shit, you know, like, oh, sorry. Oh, there you go again. <laughs> Swear jar. Ding. No, Ding. no. Um, one, there we go. Better though. But um, but my artist is my artist is a little bit over ten pages. Um, we're gonna have him take a break tonight from doing um 
uh, from 11 and on um, just for tonight because there have been some people that have requested in DMs that we upload character pictures so they can see the characters in the book. We're hoping that that'll spark some more interest in the, you know, in people to see who and what's in because the first five pages are very much just an action chase scene with this girl, you know. Um, so he's going to do that. Uh, we should have the letters up soon too for the other pages. It's just we wanted to sort of stagger them a little bit before we released it all at once. Oh, that's um, cool, man. I got a question from the chat for you. Are you ready? Yeah, this yeah. is from uh, this is from Hoth Rebel eighty six. He says, "Please ask Liam if he's a fan of George Lucas, and will Liam's book have any fun characters for us, Jar Jar or Rose Tico enthusiasts?" <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, I wish I had a thought of that. The closest is Scrap, who is Lisa. Want to be in your book, Liam? And he is not quite that <laughs> obnoxious, but um. Not really, I'm sorry to say, but I'm a fan of George Lucas. I think that I think that he's gotten a bad rap and has lost his way as an artist a little bit, but is he created a lot of great things. Um He did. No Tico though, but now that we've said it, there's another 45, 50 or so pages or whatever to go. So there might be a little bit of Tico love in there somewhere. No, no, you don't have to do that. It's not not <laughs> no, necessary. We'll see. We'll see what you don't happens. Ha you, don't, you don't have to accommodate Hoth Rebel 86. I love Hoth Rebel 86. He took the we time out. We all love Hoth Rebel. That's true. He took his time we out of his day to be here as part of Fan Speak to ask me a question. Absolutely. He's also one true. of the few people that hasn't changed their name to Pope today. So. That's true. <laughs> now he's going um, to. Now he's yeah, going to be Hoth Rebel. Now he's going to. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris says, it's good to see some uh, sci-fi. I agree. Yes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what people changed their name to Pope today, but how dare they? <laughs> how dare they? Um, Bring in the thunder. You could have as many popes as you want, but I'm still the uh, one true one. The one fake Pope. Yep, we know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, we should just change uh, the show to Pope speak and get it over with. Yeah, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> so, we won't do that. Uh, so, uh, Doom, do you have a question here for Liam since we got him on? <clears throat> um, not really. I'm, I think I was your first backer, and I'm just kind of enjoying what i'm what i'm getting and just kind of enjoying the surprise as you go yeah well that's what we want to do we want to give you guys something like it's like i said it's part of a three-part saga it's going to be called rain hail and shine and the series is very much about the nature of evil and and i probably have just said too much there but as comic skaters though this is some of the feedback i got from one of my proofreaders right so this is this is something that I think that I can share a bit. They were impressed with how much they could relate to the main character as she, as she felt like as a comic skater, as, as people we all sort of experience, the main character is very much someone that's in a world of weirdos that's trying to control their life and how they react to that. And um, she just thought that was really symbolic of comic skate and, and thought it was amazing. And I was hoping to get a bit of that in there. So the fact they did, I think, means it will resonate with a lot of people who are fans and creators. They're going to recognize certain tropes and and ideas, and they're going they they're going to enjoy the story. I know they will. This isn't right. just this isn't just laser guns and and space monsters. That's that's just cool trappings on the side, you know, like. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, cool. And cool. Liam, um, 
So kind of like how the other artists kind of do their pitch and they say, kind of for like said, Red Brewster, it's like a Norman Rockwell meets um, Cthulhu kind of deal, or that's like the futurist kind of deal. How would you, dis- if you were doing your pitch, how would you describe your book? I would say it's promote. I would say it's Prome- Ridley Scott's Prometheus meets Commandy Last Boy on Earth. Mm. Okay. All right. Seven that's t- That's cool. If I could yeah. just uh, interject here, I think uh, a bit of a mistake NASA made with his pitches is that he was way too concerned with making uh, spo- what he would what he would perceive as a spoiler in his pitch. You know, I think you uh, what you perceive as a spoiler might be like those juicy little details some of people need to uh, yeah, just well, know enough what, about your story to come into it and yeah, get interested in it. You that's know, so what I want to give as well. So yeah. that that might be something that you guys can help me with. Because yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but you might need to spoil a little bit. If I tell you guys the jokes, or I release some of the jokes, or or stuff like that, they're not going to be fresh. You know what I mean? But um, but like I said, the the main thing is this is a story about the character. So this is about Dessa. This is about her journey through this world and accommodating her situation. She's lost a lot of her own memories, not through magic or anything strange like that. She was frozen um, for thousands of years. And when they thought her out, her mind was damaged. So she's lost a lot of who she was. And those memories aren't ever going to come back. So she has to sort of figure out if she's going to focus on who she was always going to So like figuring out who she was or who she's going to be going forward in the human world. Um, there's an interesting cast of characters. There's some really, really great characters. Um, you, she's accompanied by a scientist uh, who is a penguin man. Just so you know, and I know that sounds absolutely ludicrous, <laughs> but wait until you see hey, it. Wait I used to play Gamma World. I used to play Gamma World. Some of those yeah, insane yeah. things are really fun, you know? Cool. Yeah, yeah, All wait right. until you see it. And uh, yeah, she's also go. accompanied by a sort of a small goblin-like um, scavenger creature called Scrap, and they sort of go on their journey together. Uh, escorting her through the world for reasons that will be apparent. Now, if anyone in the chat or watching this has any further questions, please come to me and help me because I am an I'm an accessible creator. I'm here for you. I will happily answer questions to anyone. I will make the time. And you doing that will help me make the campaign better for you and others like you. And I will be eternally grateful. All right. Thank you very much, Liam. Uh, so that is Sway, guys. Uh, go check it out on Indiegogo. Of course, use Indiecron to find all your Indiegogo stuff. And that is very cool, Liam. Now, uh, that is actually fan speak for today, guys. But we're actually going to do a little bit of an extended piece today that I later will download and rip out and uh, throw up as its own independent video. And it's talking a little bit about what we're going to be doing over at uh, Bugbear's Basement. Uh, and we have some very interesting little things to introduce uh, and show with that. So we're going to be <clears throat> ending Fan Speak today. So everyone, go ahead and say goodbye to everybody before we move into this other piece. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> have a great evening. <laughs> everybody Day. talk at once. Bye. <laughs> uh, Booster and I are going to do the uh, Titan Sober review pretty soon. So I'm going to go ahead and mm-hmm. head out for that. So okay. see you guys. Sorry, uh, we, we've got this planned uh, all day. So talk to you guys later. I don't know. Problem. Thank you. Well, I, I need food first. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. So just give me a moment of silence.
Uh, aloha. No, a moment of silence, please, Denali. All right, and that's for editing purposes. All right, guys, we're going to move into this extra bonus, super special section here. Uh, we're going to be talking about what we're going to be doing on Bugbear's Basement this week and how we're going to change that and uh, adjust that. We wanted to add a little bit more structure and some new things. So uh, we have a couple of guys here with us that are going to give us some good information on that. Uh, so, Denali, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell them, tell them about uh, exactly the ideas we have in play. Of course, it's not all finally decided, but uh, the general concept of how we want to uh, – uh, change up Bugbear's basement. So we're going to talk about comic reviews. So we're going to see what's going to be, you know, what our comics are, are currently exciting us, you know, because we do want to read comics and we're passionate about comics. And while we're waiting, there are still some comics, some back issue comics that we love to revisit. Some current comics that are not with DC or Marvel that are hidden gems you know, we're going to start looking for those types of comics and, you know, for those good writers and those good artists, we're going to try to promote those because we want to show, you know, it's not just about them or us. It's about comics and we're for comics. Um, we're also going to talk about overrated and underrated characters. So we're going to, <laughs> so we're going to, you know, pick a run and we're going to discuss that character you know, and at the final, we're going to be like, is this character overrated or underrated? Yeah, you know, that's going to be thoughts. cool. That's going to be mm -hmm. cool. And we're going to try to involve you guys in the chat involved in those uh, on Bugbear's Basin as well. I think it's going to be really cool. But talking about the first one, doing actually comic book reviews, you know, actually talking about a comic and having a chat about it, which I think is a great idea. Uh, we actually have a very, very special little thing for you today. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to go ahead and let Mr. DeWolf take this from here on, and uh, he's got to he's got to introduce something cool to us. Why don't you go ahead? All right. Well, hey, uh, first off, I'm going to introduce the special reviewer that we're going to have, and um, for, for just, just because of the last show that we did, this is going to be Pope Dazzler, and she's going to give a, give us <laughs> a review. More popes. That's right. All right. So here we go. We got uh, we got my daughter here, and what happened was maybe I should maybe I should let her speak speak about how she was introduced to this particular character of Dazzler. Okay, so should, do I just talk? Is that it? Talk, yes. Okay. Speak up. Um, I was introduced to Dazzler um, while Da was looking through his old comics, and um. So, uh, um, he read me one, I think it was like Guardians of the Galaxy or something. And, um, so eventually I took, uh, his. You saw it, right? Yeah, I saw it. And, I what, and what caught your attention? Roller skates. <laughs> Roller skates. <laughs> Roller skates. <laughs> okay. Um, uh. And so I took this comic and I was reading it on the couch and Da walked by and I was like, I'm sorry. And he and he was like, it's okay, you can read it. And so I read it and I really liked it. I thought I thought Dazzler was amazing and I still think Dazzler is amazing. Um, so, yeah. So 
so so then so then what happened was i said i'm gonna get some back issues because dazzler intrigued emma so much this is dazzler number nine she goes to project pegasus project pegasus happens to have a chief security officer with the name of quasar is one of, just one of the most amazing characters that there is yes. <laughs> except for dazzler for uh, for my little dazzler here and and so i i said i'm gonna find some back issues and lo and behold what did i find sitting on the shelf recently was dazzler number one by marvel um, written by Visaggio, uh, art is by Braga, and and Rosenberg is the color artist. So here we go. I said, hey, hey, my little Dazzler, here it is. Why don't you read through this and tell me what you think about current Marvel comics? Give us a review, and you can compare it to the, the old Dazzler number nine that came out. So what was your first impression on the new Dazzler? That she was a full-on pop star, and she did not have that. She was just and um, so there's a lot of expressions <laughs> there that we can't actually get across. Um, yeah, they weren't good expressions. I don't think. Uh, no, not really. I didn't. I didn't like her hair, but then I <laughs> oh. opened the book. And I saw that her hair wasn't shaved in the actual comics. So, yeah. Right. There's a picture of her. And what about the story? How, how does the story develop? Um, I don't know what they were trying to do with the story. Uh, what happened, actually, uh, spoilers. Um, what happened, if you haven't read it, I don't know if you want to read it or not. Anywho. Spoiler alert. Um, uh, so what happens is there are these people and they don't like the Inhumans. And so these Inhumans are going to these places with, what are they called? Mutants? Are they mutants? Are they called mutants? It's, that's, uh, yep. they are musical, uh, reviews. They're going to concerts. Yeah, they're going to concerts. And so... These people show up and they don't like inhumans. And so Dazzler is is like, okay, don't okay, just don't uh what is she like? She's like don't she beats them up. And um <laughs> and then so so it's they, mutants. It's mutants it's that mutants. don't like the inhumans. It, it's mutants that don't like the inhumans. What was it what what, what did you tell me that? I thought day? that it was kind of racist. Oh, it's kind of racist. I thought it was kind of racist. And they were going to protest they the were concert. Gonna, and the more she sang, the more they showed up. And, like, she was she's signing autographs in one of the things. And um, the people the people show up. And they're like, hey, don't stop doing stuff. And where are they? <laughs> Where's the scene? I don't see it, but whatever. Um... Right here. Oh, okay. Right there. They are telling her to stop doing this and stuff. Um, then after uh, she doesn't. And then so what happens is in the end, she's, she, um, she, there are these, the guys have this thing. It's after a concert. These two people, 
um, these two people are uh, not pe people. You get introduced to them in the beginning. I don't know who they are. Um, but they um, there's this girl, and she's like, I'm ready to beat you down, like, to the leader. And then so um, what happens is the guy has this weird power dampenizer thing. I'm pretty sure that's what he calls it. And then, um, so he takes away her power. And he says it's legal. So, yeah. I think that's kind of uh, racist, again. Because, like, in the way back... I'm going to talk about history now, apparently. Uh, <laughs> um, the, the They weren't letting black people, like, use, uh, like, the same doors as us. And the same... The same bus seats and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's kind of, it's okay. I would rather read the old Dazzler comics than the new versions because they're better. And um, also, I think she's supposed to have a love interest in this. I don't know. She just. Yeah, if I remember correctly, that was uh, a Piotr is in it. Uh, yeah, Colossus. there is there is Piotr. So he shows up because he's one of the mutants, and he's trying to talk to her about being a mutant and all. And she says, she, "I just want to be a pop star now." And I just want to make music. And it it really is um it's a hard sell, I think, in in some parts there. What she does a lot of is have to it has to engage in the social justice warrior aspects of what's going on in the world today. But instead of calling it left, right, center, or racist. They're calling it Inhumans versus Mutants. I know in the 90s we did that thing with the Sentinels versus the Mutants. Um, and and I, what, what I got out of it after I read it too, it was very interesting because as she's trying to do concerts, and I don't know if you want to call those conventions of people, but these detractors were showing up and protesting and they wanted to be violent. And I actually found a little bit of connection in that because I know that we have some Comicsgate creators who want to go to conventions and as they're trying to sign autographs, you've got some people showing up wanting to be violent on the, on the left, the anti-comics gate type. You've got haters. So, so Dazzler in this particular instance actually can, can be um, supported by the comics gate crowd. In the meantime, though, there was some writing in which I, I felt that she's used words like empowerment and we're trying to come together and kind of like what Mike was talking about on the other show, um, as, as far as having too much dialogue that doesn't kind of go anywhere, people standing around talking, that's what it did. I, I kind of wanted to move on. I rolled my eyes at it. I kept going and said, where is this going to Where is this gonna lead to? All right. Do well, I, do you mind if I ask um, Pope Dazzler a couple of questions? Just, 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 we're just going to call her Dazzler. Yeah. Dazzler, yeah. Okay. okay. That works good. Is that okay? Yeah. That's, that's okay what with me. You, what, what did you like about the first comic book that you read? Like, what were the things that stood out to you that you don't think were in the new one? Uh, she just didn't connect to me as well as the other one did. Like, um, that's just, a big deal. She just didn't act like the old one. She just didn't mm -hmm. have the same type of 
feel, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. She just... No. We get it. So it just it felt like you were reading about two different people? Is is? It did. It felt like I was reading about two different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also I'm... noticed your She-Ra in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a She-Ra up there. <laughs> and your battle cat in, in, in He-Man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm a nerd. Well, so, I have to um, I have to say, uh, Emma, or excuse me, Dazzler, uh, you are a very well-spoken young lady. That is mm. nice to hear. Thank Absolutely. You. Uh, does anybody else have a question here for uh, our Emma Dazzler? Okay. No, I, I think she said everything that we're talking about, except the child recognized, you know, the problems that current marvel and dc comics are showing with her review her honest brutal review thank you dazzler you'll notice that you'll notice that she um she noticed an absence it wasn't things that she didn't like it, there wasn't there wasn't something wrong with with the new one particularly from her from her reply it was more about what wasn't in it and I think that's very important, you know, like yeah. there is a missing soul out of out of the comics that was taken the heart out of it, you know, or change the characters and, so much. And the old Dazzler was much cooler. I agree. Mm -hmm. There's a missing superhero element. The the old Dazzler was a superhero. She she represented she what she looked to me is more of like a Wonder Woman who also then was a glamorous pop star. And uh and now, and Dazzler's sister, she took one look at the cover and said, well, that looks terrible. That looks terrible. <laughs> and, then, and then she says, she looks like sort of uh, Kiss meets Miley Cyrus. And I'm not sure how she knows about Kiss. But... It's sure it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> That's her brother's fault. Okay. That kiss is fine. Uh, so now I I don't know if you knew this, uh, uh, Dazzler, but we do have the number one Dazzler fan here amongst us, uh, Doom. Please tell us about all the amazing things that Dazzler means to you, sir. Hmm. Well, there you go. Those are those are the things. <laughs> very helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was very cool. Thank you very much, Emma. Uh, so, uh, uh, Duel, if you got anything else to add with uh, comments on that, I thought that was wonderful. Thank you very much, Emma. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna more than likely keep going with back issues. Going to support our local comic shop with with those and and trying to find just old old dazzlers. The new dazzler, uh, I I don't think I can I can keep buying those if she doesn't really want to read them. And that's something to be said for Marvel itself. I think I think the Dazzler demographic is is seen right here, and it doesn't connect. She wants a superhero, she wants a glamorous superhero, and she doesn't want someone that is going to stand around mewling about different uh, concepts. The she name action-packed thing, you know. The name of the book is Dazzler, as in glamorous, like. Wow, not like gritty, miserable, you know, like that's not appealing to anyone. No, it's not. But I think that was really great. Now, the, this right here, uh, uh, really thank you very much for DeWolf and uh, bringing in on our, our Dazzler to talk about what she thought of the book. Thank you very much. Uh, that right. was cool. 
Uh, and uh, this is kind of thing we want to do on the Bugbear's Basement, uh, not only having uh, DeWolf on here with Emma and uh, talking about what they think, but having all of us do it. Uh, and uh, so we want you guys uh, over here in the chat to tell us what you think. Uh, you got comments down below as well. Uh, let us know. We think it would be cool to do these kind of uh, comic reviews. And of course, that was incredibly cute. And uh, I'm, I'm surprised, DeWolf, she is really well spoken for a 10 year old man. Uh, well, we try. You know, uh, it, it, it all comes down about being engaged as a parent so that you can you know know where they're at and, and teach them and give them information and, and don't really hold back. You know, give them give them the truth. Give them give them everything sure. that they want to soak up. They're sponges, you know. Yeah, they are. That's true. Uh, but uh, just uh, compliments and kudos, sir. You're doing a good job over there. Uh, so uh, just let us know what you guys think. And uh uh, that just wanted to give you a little taste of that. I thought it would be fun. Uh, and uh, so we're going to go ahead and finish out the show for today. So I'll just run down uh, the crew here. Uh, Mr. All Thundero, right. please, sir, why don't you go ahead and uh, give your final comments for today, sir? Okay. Uh, we'll come back to him. Uh, how about you, Doom? Give your final comments and say goodbye to everybody. Uh, just a pleasure to talk and listen to everybody. And I think... Pope Dazzler might actually be smarter than I am, so that's kind of freaky. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on. Oh, absolutely, man. Thank you very much. Uh, go ahead and uh, say your final goodbyes there, Liam. Okay, I just want to say that Hoth Rebel 86 says great point, Liam, and um, that's because I'm like a number two pencil. I, I've always got a point, and I just want everyone <laughs> to come down and pick up Sway if they've got the time, if they've got the budget. It's going to be open for 60 days. If you hate the book, you can give it back to me if we ever meet in person and you can have it. You know, I'll give you your money back. You know, like that's how much faith I have. So check it out. Um, come down. Thank you again for your time. Thanks for having me on here. And um, yeah. Awesome, so, man. Glad to see the passion you got for the project. Oh, we got Thundora back with us, sir. So why don't you give us uh, say goodbye to the folks, man? Goodbye, everybody. Sorry, I said stepped away for a minute, but That's I'm back. Right. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We always like to have your uh, interaction with us, and uh, uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun having all these different people on with their different opinions and such. So, very thank you very much, sir. Uh, so, Danelli, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, give your closing comments, sir? All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We always look forward to this. Um, you know, we'll disagree about things and we'll agree about things. We're all about comics, you know, comic skate and everything. Um, I know we feel like sometimes we can outgrow labels, but, you know, at the heart of things, regardless of what they call us, regardless of what we call ourselves, you know, we love, generally love comics. We generally love good story. We, we generally want to pass these stories, these myths, uh, to our children, you know, as you saw right now, and our children are savvy enough to pick up, you know, those points. Um, so we want to present them the best, the boys, best way possible. Um, so let's make comics great again and, you know, do it together. Ah, well said. All right. Well, Mr. DeWolf. Yep, yep. You had a little, had a little switch out there. Um, you know, I, I really tried not to influence her opinion. 
Um, she obviously has a, a little bit of my opinions and things because she hears about me talk about the world at large. And I, I just let her sit down, read through it, get her own earnest reaction. And then afterwards, you know, we, we did have a few little things. We talked about it. And then I said, so I guess the big question is, do you want another one of these new ones? And she just kind of made this bad face, kind <laughs> of shook her head. No, you know, maybe. Um, but it really wasn't a positive reaction. And it just tells you where, where we're at today. Um, we, I keep hearing about getting, you know, new, new readers into comics and you get comics into their hands when they're young and you get readers and, and they become buyers and it becomes a lifelong thing and, and the industry continues going. And that's something to, to do. You know, we, we can, we can all try to do this, uh, Alterna, you know, he, Alterna Ween wants to get all those comics into kids' hands into their trick or treat bags. And so it just, it just once again shows where, where comics are at, where, where she is at in her reading potential of being able to read this stuff and just say, Hey, it's, I, I want a superhero. I don't want a super, uh, justice warrior instead that she can connect with so all you creators out there keep working on 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 your your heroes that can connect to kids connect to girls we all want to see them thank you yeah well you know the original thank you very much and uh, the original dazzler was created for young girls uh, it's too bad that they have forgotten that in these days uh, but thank you all very much for coming, and we do appreciate we appreciate all you guys subbing to the channel, uh, liking our videos, and joining us here every day when we do the comic news uh, today, and when we do our fan speak in Bugbear's Basement as well. We really appreciate it, and just remember, you can get involved too. You can come up here and talk with us and give your opinions. You're more than welcome. Just go to the fan speak page and tell us, put it you on the show. That's what we want. Uh, but uh, thank you all very much for today. Uh, don't forget to like and hit the subscribe button, as I just mentioned, and uh, go to the FanSpeak page and get involved. And we will see you for Comics News uh, today, tomorrow. And, of course, we have Bugbear's Basement coming with a new format. Uh, so thank you all very much, and uh, later. Aloha. Bye, everyone. <laughs>